Pat Patterson Park on the campus of Louisiana Tech University. And we've had one game concluded in the tournament, which started, by the way, two hours late today because of an early morning rainstorm. But not to fear because this is an all-turf field. The field drains well. And they were able to get the opening game of the tournament underway at 11 o'clock instead of the 9 o'clock scheduled time. And Old Dominion University, the number four seed in the tournament, defeated FAU, the number five seed, by a score of 11-2 to in the game just preceding our game. The Blue Raiders will take on the number one seed in the tournament, the 49ers of North Carolina Charlotte. The Raiders got into the tournament late and wrapped up the number eight seed on the last conference weekend of the season. So Charlotte comes in with a record of 39 and 17. They are 24 and eight in conference play, and that earned them the number one seed in the tournament. The Raiders come in at 23, 27 and one. They are 12, 19 and one in conference play. Had a chance to chat with Blue Raider head coach Jim Toman to get his thoughts on this tournament. Coach, first postseason for Middle Tennessee since 2015, but uh, not your first postseason. You've been to uh, you've been to a lot of these in your career. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been to one, and uh, no one on my team has been there. So we were very excited when we were able to beat uh, FIU twice to to get into the Conference USA tournament, and we we even used that as a time to dogpile out by Coach Peterson's uh, jersey out in right field because it's very important. you got to start somewhere in a program, and when no one's been to the conference tournament, we're going to dogpile. You've been to a lot of them. What is the difference between just a regular season game and this, a postseason game? Well, I mean, everyone's zero and zero right now. It doesn't matter what these eight teams have done. Everyone starts fresh. It's a new season, uh, new life. Uh, you know, just we're, we're zero and zero just like Charlotte. We're playing Charlotte tomorrow, and there's, heck, there's eight really good teams in this tournament, but we're all starting uh, from square one again. And whoever is standing at the end gets an automatic berth to the NCAA, so there's a lot riding on it. And I'm really excited for the players to be playing in this venue, and uh, it's a wonderful new stadium here at La Tech, and we're very excited. The Raider head coach Jim Tolman with some of his thoughts uh, going into the tournament as we talked to him yesterday at the team hotel. team is quartered at the Holiday Inn Express here in Ruston, but only about a five- or six-minute uh, bus ride from the hotel to the campus of Louisiana Tech. And this is a brand-new ballpark. Their old ballpark was destroyed by the tornado uh, that came through here a couple of years ago. Last year, they did not have a home field. And even in the shortened season, they had to play all of their home games at other places. In fact, uh, Middle Tennessee was on a bus headed to Jackson, Mississippi. They were going to play Louisiana Tech at the uh, Pro Park just outside of, uh, of Jackson when the season abruptly came to an end. The Raiders had to turn the bus around, head back to Murfreesboro, and there were no conference games played last year in Conference USA. So this would be a new experience. This is a beautiful new ballpark. The field is all turf, 
It's not a huge ballpark. 315 down the left field line, 325 down the right field line. It's 350 to the power alley in right center, 370 to the power alley in left center, and 380 to dead center field. So it's a smaller ballpark than the Raiders are accustomed to playing in. And the the field's surrounded by a uh, blue fence, and uh, there's a screen stretching from the left field foul line to the batter's eye in center field, which is supposed to protect student housing, which is right behind the left field fence. However, I imagine there have been some baseballs hit over in there. There's also a, uh, a berm outside the right field fence where people can uh, go sit on the grass, but they may well not want to do that today because the downpour we had early this morning probably left that grass out there saturated. This field, which is all turf, as I mentioned, uh, drains very well, and uh, we saw no problems uh, in the first game. The ball may be rolling or bouncing a little bit slower because of the dampness, but uh, that's about it. And the Raiders and the 49ers will enjoy playing in this venue. Uh, This uh, stadium will seat, I'm going to guess, not much more than uh, than we seat at Reese Smith Park. Uh, there are theater-type seats stretching down the left field line and down the right field line, almost to the bullpens, which are enclosed behind a fence. There's a good bit of foul ground behind home plate until it gets down to uh, near the foul poles where the, the foul ground is uh, cut back uh, drastically. So there will be some plays for foul balls in this game. Raiders are going to throw their ace, right-hander Aaron Brown, out of Mount Juliet. And the 49ers are going to counter with a left-hander, a freshman, Spencer Geesting. Geesting making only his fourth start of the year. We'll tell you more about the pitchers a little bit later on, and we'll take a break. Come back with starting lineups on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield IMG College. The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post. Tri-Green Equipment, they know the value of teamwork. They have the tractor packages with implements you need. Score a new John Deere tractor package at a comfortable low monthly payment and get back to what really matters, MTSU baseball. Get started online at trigreen.com. Tri-Green Equipment is a proud partner of Middle Tennessee State University Athletics. Go Blue! Hit a grand slam with Bunny Bread, proud supporter of the Blue Raiders. With its soft, fresh taste you know and love, Bunny Bread and Bunny Buns are fan favorites for all ages. Bunny is the perfect triple play with the taste you want, the nutrition you need, and energy to go. So step up to the play with Bunny Bread and Bunny Buns today and share the Blue Raiders on to victory. That's what I said. Bunny Bread. 
Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! Fighting out of the green quarter, wearing a 20-ounce bottle and weighing in at a whopping zero grams of sugar, Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. And fighting out of your corner, your taste buds. Let's do the do. It's Mountain Dew Zero Sugar and a knockout. Nothing can stop the time. When only the best zero sugar flavor will do. Do the do. Hey, Blue Raiders, thinking about buying a second home along the coast? I've got you covered. From Gulf Shores to Apalachicola, or maybe a condo cabin in the Smokies, I've got that covered too. Buying, selling, or auction here in Middle Tennessee? Not a problem either. Call on me, Richard Lewis, for all of your real estate dreams. Oh, by the way, I'm never too busy for any of your referrals. Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, 615-896-5656. News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. Dick Palmer back with you in Boston, Louisiana. We're at JC Love Field. The umpires have made their way to the home plate area, and the two opposing coaches are exchanging their lineups. Jim Toman in his third year at Middle Tennessee, 48 74 and 1. He is 1 and 2 against Charlotte. Robert Woodard, in his second year at uh, Charlotte, 33-16. He has not played against Middle Tennessee. The last time these two teams played was in the 2019 season. The Raiders went to Charlotte, and Charlotte took two out of three in that series. But Coach Woodard was not the head coach at that time. He took over after the 2019 season and has done a a great job rejuvenating uh, this program. So it's Middle Tennessee and Charlotte. Starting lineups brought to you by the Ascend Federal Credit Union. As always, the exclusive credit union of Blue Raider Athletics. Ascend offers a complete set of products to bring your financial goals within reach. Find out more at ascend.org. It's federally insured by the NCUA. For the Blue Raiders, who will be the visiting team today by virtue of uh, being the lower seed. Fausto Lopez will lead off at at shortstop. Hunter Sullivan bats second playing left field. Brett Coker at third base will hit third. D.J. Wright, the D.H., will bat in the cleanup spot. Cole Escher hits fifth in right field. J.T. Mabry plays second base and bats sixth. Jacob Williams at first base will hit seventh. Jake Hagenow will do the catching and bat eighth. And Luke Benson will be in center field batting ninth, and on the hill will be junior Aaron Brown, a right-hander with a 6-5 record. So for the Raiders, Lopez, Sullivan, and Coker, Wright, Escher, and Mabry, Williams, Hagenow, and Benson with Brown pitching. For the 49ers, Carson Johnson leads off in right field. Nate Berman, the second baseman, bats second. Austin Knight, player of the year in the conference, by the way. At third base, will hit third. 
David McCabe will be the designated hitter, batting in the cleanup spot. LeJames Grover, or maybe it's Grover, but I think it's Grover, be at first base, batting fifth. Jack Dragham at shortstop will hit sixth. Aaron McKeithen, the catcher, bat seventh. Todd Elwood in left field, batting eighth. And Jake Cunningham will patrol center field and bat ninth. And on the mound will be freshman left-hander Spencer Geesting. Uh, Geesting coming in with a record of three and two and a 5.52 earned run average. So it's Middle Tennessee and the Charlotte 49ers. The winner will move on to play tomorrow against Old Dominion. The loser will compete in the loser's bracket against Florida Atlantic tomorrow at 9 a.m. The winner's bracket game is set for 12.30. So that's the way it's going to stack up here. We're in the upper bracket. Lower bracket games will be coming up this afternoon. I think Charlotte's just about ready to take the field. We'll take our final break. Back with first pitch after this on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield IMG College. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthCare.com. Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the Blue Raiders, and we're proud to power the scoreboard lights at Floyd Stadium. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member services. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit MTEMC.com to learn more. And about that scoreboard? Well, light it up, Blue Raiders. Our employees at Purity Dairy are proud to be true blue supporters of Middle Tennessee athletics and their student-athletes. At Purity Dairy, we aim to be the most trusted source of wholesome, delicious dairy products for every occasion. We never forget how fortunate we are to be invited into your home, and we earn our place by holding ourselves to the highest standards. With over 100 products available in Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky, visit your local retailer for Purity Milk, ice cream, and more. Blue Raiders fans know that being together is better. But did you know having one team for your head-to-toe health is important, too? When you choose Blue Cross Blue Shield of Tennessee, you can get medical, dental, vision, wellness, and pharmacy from a mission-driven company that's been right here for more than 75 years. So you get the simplicity of one card and the peace of mind of one team working together for your health wherever you go. Now that's a huge win. Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. Charlotte has taken the field, and the Raiders set to challenge this left-hander, Spencer Geesting. Throw goes down to second around the infield for the 49ers with Knight at third, Dragum at short, Furman at second, Rover at first, McKeithen behind the plate. Elwood in left, Cunningham in center, Johnson in right. Spencer Geesting, the freshman, 
three and two with a 5.52 earned run average, 45 and two thirds innings, giving up 41 hits, 28 earned runs, making his fourth start of the season, but 26th appearance. Opponents hitting 233 against this left-hander, whose first pitch of the game is low and outside to Fausto Lopez for ball one. We're underway right on time at 2.30 here on this Wednesday afternoon. Chiesting's next pitch is hit in the air to right field. Right fielder moving over. That's Johnson under it, and he's got it for out number one. So Lopez, who likes to swing early in the count, took one pitch and flied to Johnson in right field, medium right field, on the second pitch. Hunter Sullivan will be the batter. Raider left fielder. One of only two left-handed hitters in the lineup against the left-hander Gisting, the pitch. Sullivan takes it low and away for ball one. Sullivan coming in at 299. That's the highest average on this team. And uh, as a uh, as a strike call, as a compliment to that, we'll tell you that uh, Charlotte has three players batting over 300, and they hit 299 as a team. Raiders' team average just 238. Strike on the outside corner. The count goes to one and two on Hunter Sullivan. One out, top of the first inning. The next pitch is swung on and fouled off to the left. That's going to be out of play, and the count holds at a ball and two strikes. Scoreboard here is right down the right field line, which is a little bit out of my view. I'm going to have to lean and look out the window to, to see that scoreboard. Here's the one-two pitch. Missed outside, and the count goes to two and two. Blake Hunt coaching at third. Forrest Arnold down at first base in the coaching boxes. Two balls, two strikes to Sullivan. Looks at this pitch outside for ball three. So the count goes full. Geesting pitched a seven-inning complete game against Marshall a couple of weeks ago. And this pitch is strike three called, caught the outside corner. Sullivan caught looking for out number two. Two up, two down in the top of the first inning. The batter is Brett Coker, Blue Raider third baseman. A right-handed batter hitting 268 for the year. Slams this one to right field. That one is deep into the corner, and that one is out of here. That is a home run for Brett Coker. Took it the other way and hit it right down the line. It went out of the park about six to eight feet fair between the scoreboard and the foul pole. And Coker puts the Raiders on the scoreboard. For Brett Coker. Home run number five on the season. It is right down the right field line, taking it the other way against the left-hander. One to nothing Raiders. D.J. Wright, the designated hitter, takes the pitch high for ball one. So Gisting coming into the game had allowed nine home runs 
That's the second highest total on their pitching staff. Next pitch high and away for ball two, and it's 2-0. Oh. First baseman is playing just a few steps behind the base path and swung toward second base. There's a ball hit up this way and caught by the screen. No way a ball's going to get into this broadcast booth, but I flinched just the same. Two balls and one strike. To D.J. Wright, 236 uh, hitter, takes a strike on the inside corner, and the count goes to two and two. A two-out home run by Brett Coker's put the Raiders ahead one to nothing here in the first inning. Swung on and hit foul down the right side. Count will hold at two balls, two strikes. We have four umpires working the tournament. Uh, Ryan Clark is behind the plate. Brandon Henson at third. There's a bouncing foul down the left side. Blake Felix at second. J.J. January is the first base umpire. I think he had the plate in game one of this tournament. Two-two the count to right. A swing and a miss. Went after a high fastball and came up empty for out number three. But in the first inning, the Coker solo home run has given the Raiders a one-to-nothing lead. One run, one hit. Nobody left. We'll go to the bottom of the first. Middle Tennessee one. Charlotte coming to bat on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield IMG College. Grannis & Associates PC is a certified public accountant firm located in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Need assistance with your income tax preparation, planning, or bookkeeping services? Don't we all? We've got you and your business goals and objectives in mind. You and all your tax planning needs are in expert hands. We genuinely care about making life easier for our clients so you can spend more time doing what you love while we handle the rest. Call us at 615-895-1040 to start the conversation or visit Grannis & Associates PC, CPAs at gcpas.com. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. And we go to the bottom half of inning number one. The Raiders with a solo home run from third baseman Brett Coker have a one to nothing lead for Aaron Brown. Raiders around the infield will have Coker at third, Lopez at short, Mabry at second, Williams at first with Hagenau behind the plate. Sullivan in left, Vincent in center, Escher in right. And on the mound, right-hander Aaron Brown, a junior from Mount Juliet, 6-5 with a 4.12 earned run average, 78 and two-thirds innings pitched. He has allowed 63 hits, 36 runs, all of them earned. Has walked 13 and struck out 107 in his 78 and two-thirds innings. And Aaron Brown coming off a uh, very good performance in his last game. The number two, Carson Johnson. 
Carson Johnson is going to lead off for Charlotte here in the first inning. He is their right fielder. And Brown's first pitch to him was a fastball low and outside for ball one. Brown leads the league in strikeouts, two more than Hunter Stanley of Southern Miss. He's got 107, Stanley with 105, and he'll be pitching in this tournament also. There's a swing and a miss at a high fast one. The count will go to one and one on Carson Johnson. He's a senior, the only senior in the Charlotte starting lineup. 287 average. And has hit four home runs. That's from the left side. And Brown with a 1-1 pitch. A swing and a foul tip. In and out of Hagenau's mitt. And the count will go to 1-2 and two on Carson Johnson. Johnson, Furman, and Knight here in the first inning for the 49ers who come in having split their last three ball games. Change up right in there for a call strike. Caught him looking with an 81-mile-an-hour off-speed pitch. And Johnson down on strikes for out number one. The second baseman, number 16, Nate Furman. Second baseman Furman will check in. He's hitting 311. Another left-handed batter. He is just a freshman. Brown's first pitch to Furman misses outside. Four ball one. Furman out of Brookhaven, Pennsylvania. 5'8", 180. One ball, no strikes. The count. There's ball two missing also outside. 2-0. One out, nobody on. We're in the bottom of the first inning. Raiders on top, one to nothing. Brown's pitch. Strike on the outside. Two balls, one strike to Nate Furman. Raiders in the outfield, playing him just about straight away. And keep in mind, this is a smaller ballpark dimension-wise than the Raiders are accustomed to playing in. Strike, outside corner fastball. They got to Furman, goes to two and two. It's only 315 down the left field line, 325 down the right field line. So that ball that Coker hit in the first inning would probably have been caught at Reese Smith Field deep down the right field line, swinging a foul out of play. Count holds at two balls, two strikes to Furman. Brown struck out the first batter. Carson Johnson caught him looking. And a 2-2 count to Furman. And a swing and a foul straight back. Nice crowd on hand, but the home team will be playing next. And we expect some of the uh, Louisiana Tech fans to start streaming in about halfway through this game. They will play San Antonio in the next game of the tournament. Another 2-2 pitch from Aaron Brown. Check swing. Did he go? No appeal. 
pitch ruled high, four ball three. Full count to Nate Furman. Furman's not a home run hitter, although this is a uh, pretty good home run hitting team. They've hit 58 on the season. Swing and a foul. That's compared to the Raiders' 31 home runs in regular season play. So another 3-2 pitch will be forthcoming from Aaron Brown. Check swing, and they will appeal. Low for ball four. Third base umpire ruled he did not go around, so a rare walk given up by Brown, who had walked only 13 in 78 innings coming into the tournament. Furman is at first with one out, and this brings up the tough middle part of their order. Knight, McCabe, and Groover each hitting over 350. Knight 355, McCabe 352, Groover 353. Pitch tonight, misses inside ball one. This is the Conference USA Player of the Year. Austin Knight, 355 average, 28 doubles. Runner at first with one out. Brown comes set, delivers, hit in the air. Shallow center field. Shortstop Lopez backing up behind the bag at second. We'll take it for out number two. So Knight pops out to Fausto Lopez. And with two outs, the batter will be David McCabe. McCabe, a big left-handed hitter. He is the DH, a freshman. 12 home runs for him. Leads their team in that department, hitting 352. Furman, the runner at first with two outs. We're on an all turf field. There is an off speed strike. Nothing in one to David McCabe. Outfielder is going to back up a little bit for this left handed power hitter. Nine doubles, 12 home runs. 32 runs batted in for McCabe. Brown comes set. Pitch misses outside. Jake Hagenow handling the duties behind home plate. Today he got a start late in the FIU series. Swung the bat pretty well. He's got some experience back there. Handling Brown, the pitch, check swing, and a strike call. And another off-speed pitch from Aaron Brown. One ball and two strikes. McCabe stands back in from the left side. The one-two pitch, swung on and missed. Struck him out with an 82-mile-an-hour off-speed pitch. Two strikeouts in the first inning. And that is all for the 49ers. No runs, no hits. A walk and one man left. We have completed one full inning. Middle Tennessee won. Charlotte nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield IMG College. What's with Mountain Dew? 
Mountain Dew is like a zipline of incredible flavor directly into your brain. Mountain Dew is like getting punched in the mouth with pure neon refreshment that creates a neural explosion sending flavor shards of electric brain pulses into your very core of being. Okay, maybe that's a little over the top, but you get the idea. The fact is, the mind-bending challenge of describing the taste of Mountain Dew is way harder than just experiencing it. That, of course, is easy. Just grab a nice cold dew, crack it open, and toss them back. Mountain Dew. Do the dew. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthCare.com. Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. Going into the second inning, the Raiders leading one to nothing. As I mentioned earlier, we had a lot of rain this morning. The first game, due to start at nine, was pushed back to eleven. Thankfully, they played a quick game. And this game started on time at 2.30. We've got bright sunshine now, 84 degrees, partly cloudy skies, and winds negligible out of the west-southwest at three miles an hour. And for the Raiders in the second inning, Cole Escher will lead it off against the left-hander Geesting. First pitch in for a strike. Escher at 274. And Geesting's pitch swung on and drilled foul down the left side. And the count will go to 0-2 on Cole Escher, leading off inning number two. Raiders on top by a score of one to nothing. Pitch comes in high for a ball. One and two. Geesting had more appearances than anyone on the staff for Charlotte this year, most of them in relief. Bouncing foul down the left side. One ball and two strikes, the count. Escher leading off inning number two, hits one up the middle and through for a base hit. Hit it just to the left of the shortstop. Drag him. And Escher's on at first base with the Raiders' second hit of the game. The matter will be J.T. Mabry. J.T. Mabry. Sophomore second baseman. 273 season average for J.T. Led the team in home runs with six. G-Sting, the left-hander. Come set, the runner goes, pitch is hit down the right field line, curbing, and that is going to be out of play. It's just 325 down the line and hit it deep in the corner. It did stay in the ballpark. So a long strike for J.T. Mabry as Escher was off on the pitch. Geesting will pay a little more attention to him now. 
And he will throw to first. My friend Dave Nitz just uh, paying a visit here in the booth. He's got a game coming up after this one. From the home radio booth, I assume. Pitch is high outside. One ball, one strike. Escher with a leadoff single, the runner at first. And the Raiders with an early one to nothing lead. The 1-1 pitch, the runner goes, swing and a foul back. Raiders playing a little hit and run. Mabry went after a pitch which would have probably been ball two. Either try to hit it through the hole on the right side or to protect the runner who was off with the pitch. The count will go to one ball and two strikes to the Raider second baseman. Charlotte Enfield playing double play depth. And a throw to first. Runner back. Cole Escher has made two breaks towards second base with Mabry batting, and both times Mabry fouled the pitch back. The pitch swung on line to right field. That was going to drop for a base hit. Escher will hold at second base as the throw comes in, and the Raiders have runners at first and second with nobody out. That is hit number three. Here's Jacob Williams, the first baseman. Williams hitting in the number seven spot. And although he is a big right-handed hitter, you can expect the butt here. Raiders like to bunt a lot, and in this situation, first and second, no outs. They will bunt almost 100% of the time. So the third baseman in on the edge of the grass. That's Knight. We'll see how they set their defense. First baseman playing just back of the base path. And the middle infielder still in double play position. Left-hander checks the runners. And comes sad. He's not bunting. Takes an off-speed pitch in for a strike. Nothing and one. Williams at 207. Two home runs, six RBIs on the season. He's kind of alternated at first base with uh, Daniel Freeman. One strike pitch, swinging a foul straight back. Pretty good cut at a fastball. Count is 0-2 to Williams. First and second, no outs here in the top of the second inning. Raiders on top, one to nothing. Solo home run by Brett Coker in the top of the first. Chasting comes set. Looks back at second and the pitch to the plate. That's into the turf and blocked by the catcher, McKeithen. Four ball one, one ball and two strikes. Hardly any wind right now. When we arrived here late Monday, and and most of the day yesterday, it was very pleasant weather, but it uh, had a couple of thunderstorms late yesterday afternoon and then one early this morning. 
which pushed play back. There's a pickoff to second, but the runner's back in time. Count as a ball and two strikes to Jacob Williams. So the weather forecast is good for the rest of the day and good for tomorrow. And they are thinking maybe more rain by the weekend. Here's the 1-2 pitch. Swung on, hit into left center field. Center fielder coming on a run. He'll be there in time to make the catch. As Cunningham, moving into left center, caught the short fly ball off the bat of Jacob Williams for out number one. Jake Hagenow, the catcher, will come in. Jake hasn't had a lot of playing time as of late. Did have a good game swing in the bat late in the FIU series. Comes in at 195. Five doubles, three home runs for this right-handed hitter. And the pitch. Off speed and high, four ball one. Jake is listed as a sophomore in eligibility, but he was honored on senior day, so we understand that he is not planning to return to baseball and probably will have his uh, degree in hand before long. One ball, no strikes. Outside, four ball, two. Two and oh. First and second with one out here in the top of the second inning. The left-hander, Gisting, comes set in the pitch. Taken for a strike, off-speed pitch. Two and one, the count. Now they swing the center fielder way over into right center. As the count reaches two and one, expecting Hagenow to hit late. The left field line's wide open. And he drills it to right field off the first baseman's glove. Here comes Escher. He will hold up at third as the throw comes into the plate. And the Raiders have the bases loaded with one out. Hagenow, sharp single, went just over the first baseman's glove into right field, and Groover, who was playing in, had he been playing back a normal position, he might have caught that line drive, but he was in fairly shallow. So now the bases are loaded with one out, and the number nine hitter is Luke Benson. And time called, we're going to have a visit to the mound as the 49ers are going to talk things over. Benson, the number nine hitter, and then we'll go back to the top of the batting order. Charlotte is loaded with all-conference players. They have the player of the year in Austin Knight, their third baseman, who was also named the newcomer of the year. They have the coach of the year in their head coach, Robert Woodard. First-team all-conference uh, players uh, night along with starting pitcher Bryce McGowan and Kristen Loth a relief pitcher and second team all conference players McKeithen their catcher Butcher who is not in the lineup today a designated hitter and then all freshmen 
Groover, the first baseman, Butcher, and Christian Loths, their closer. So they have tons of all-conference players on this team. Conference over. Benson steps in against the left-hander. Lefty against lefty. Bases loaded, one out. Pitch is taken for a strike. Caught the outside corner. No balls, one strike. Geesting, the pitcher, pitched 45 and two-thirds innings in the regular season. Struck out 62, but he also had 32 walks. First and third baseman in on the edge of the grass. Middle infielder's back. Strike two call. So it is nothing and two to the Blue Raider freshman center fielder. Both teams have freshman center fielders, and both are batting in the number nine spot. Gisting ahead in the count, two strikes. And a swing and a ground ball. First baseman's going to bobble it and does not have a play. Raiders get the run in from third. Everybody's safe, and it's two to nothing. Chalk up an error to the first baseman, Groover, who was going to charge and throw home and probably get the force out at home. But he bobbled the ball, and everybody's safe, and Escher scores the second run for the Raiders. That will be on an error by the first baseman. So Mabry goes to third, hanging out a second. Vincent safe on the fielder's choice. Error will be at first base. And with one out, the leadoff man, Fausto Lopez, steps in. And again, they'll play the first baseman in, in front of the base path. The pitch to Lopez. Takes it inside, ball one. Lopez flied to right field in the first inning. If he does that again, that would get another run in. Raiders leading two to nothing. Lopez comes over for chat with his head coach, Jim Tolman. The Raiders give their signals from the dugout, and the players are supposed to pick them up that way, if they're, especially if they're right-handed hitters looking down into the first base dugout as uh, the Raiders occupying that position here in the tournament. So the count is one ball, no strikes to Fausto Lopez. 19 runs batted in on the season for the Blue Raider leadoff man. Middle infielders back in double play depth. They are in at the corners with one out and the bases loaded. And the pitch. Lopez takes it inside. Ball two. Two balls, no strikes. Center fielder walking around out there. He's playing over into right center a bit. And a 2-0 pitch coming to Lopez. Takes it high, ball three. Three and oh. And Charlotte's getting the bullpen going. They got a right-hander throwing in the pin. Three balls, no strikes. And the pitch. Taken for a strike, letter high fastball. Lopez 
Not having anything to do with that pitch. Three and one. Mabry at third. Hagenow at second. Benson at first. Three and one to Lopez. Makes it high. Ball four. And Giesting has walked in a run. So Mabry will come in to score from third, making a three-to-nothing game. That is the first walk allowed by the left-hander. Here's Hunter Sullivan. Called out on strikes in the first inning on a 3-2 pitch. So two runs here in the second. Raiders leading three to nothing. Still bases loaded with one out. Gisting's pitch. Check swing. And a strike call. The third base umpire made the call. Nothing and one to Sullivan. Two homers, 10 RBIs on the season to go along with a 299 average. His folks are here down from Elizabethtown, Kentucky. The pitch. Swing and a foul back. Out in front of a, an off-speed pitch just a little bit, and the count is 0-2. He'll be followed by Coker, who homered in the first inning. Two strikes the count to Sullivan. Lefty against lefty. Bases loaded. One out. The pitch. High outside ball one. One and two. The fielder out there, Elwood, not too deep. Center fielder playing rather shallow. Right fielder's normal. One ball, two strikes the count. And a swing and a miss, and Sullivan goes down on strikes for out number two. Second strikeout. Excuse me, the third strikeout for Giesting. Here's Coker, who homered in the first. Hit it right down the right field line between the scoreboard and the foul pole. And there's not a lot of room between them. The pitch to Coker. Swing and a miss. Out in front a little bit. Strike one. That home run was his fifth of the season. Two runs have scored here in the second, and the Raiders have the bases loaded with two outs. Gisting comes set. Swing and a miss. Strike two. So he is within one pitch of getting out of a big dram here in the second inning. Lopez at first, Benson second, and Hagenau at third. And the 0-2 pitch struck him out. Catcher has to step on the plate for the force play, and that is going to be all here in the second inning. But the Raiders send eight men to the plate, two runs score. There were three hits, and the Raiders leave the bases loaded. We'll go to the bottom of the second inning. Middle Tennessee three, Charlotte nothing on the Blue Raider Network. From Learfield IMG College. 
Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the Blue Raiders, and we're proud to power the scoreboard lights at Floyd Stadium. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member services. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit MTEMC.com to learn more. And about that scoreboard? Well, light it up, Blue Raiders. Doubletree by Hilton Murphy's Burroughs Heated Indoor-Outdoor Pool makes them the perfect stop to take a splash for your next staycation. Or give them a call and let them help you navigate how to plan your next event. Enjoy flexible event venues that include a pillar-free ballroom and two boardrooms. They've got award-winning customer service for you, plus catering and AV equipment rental. There's really nothing that you need that they can't supply. Plus, don't we all love their famous warm Doubletree cookie welcome? News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. We go to the bottom of the second inning. Aaron Brown with a three-to-nothing lead here early in game two of the tournament. The Raiders the number eight seed against the number one seed Charlotte 49ers. Brown had two strikeouts in the first inning. And now we'll try to protect a three-run lead. Hagenau's throw goes down to second. LaJames Groover, the first baseman, will lead off for Charlotte, and it was Groover who made the error. He allowed the Raiders to score their second run. Groover, 353 average on the season, three home runs, and he carries a 15-game hitting streak into this game. One of several talented freshmen on this Charlotte team. Takes Brown's first pitch for a call strike. Nothing in one. Groover out of Morrow, Georgia. Listed at 6'2", 195. All freshman team. Right-handed batter. And Brown's pitch is swung on. Hit deep but foul. Down the left field line and out of play. Two strikes to count. Charlotte's in the third base dugout. Their bullpen is down the left field line, and it is not in the field of play. Raiders bullpen down the other foul line. The pitch check swing, and a ball outside. One ball and two strikes to count. One ball, two strikes to count to Groover. And Brown's pitch is over with low. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification as you listen to Middle Tennessee Baseball. The flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. Conference USA champs. Raiders win the championship. News Radio WGNS Murfreesboro. 2-2 pitch misses inside for ball three. The count goes full to Groover. Center fielder Benson swung over a little bit into right center field for this right-handed hitter. Sullivan straight away and left. And the 3-2 pitch swung on, hit to center. Charging is Benson. He'll take it shoulder high. Coming right across the 
LaTeX logo, which is out in medium center field. Cooper hit it on the nose, but right at Luke Benson for out number one. With one out, the batter is Jack Dragum, the shortstop. 293, dead gum, it's Dragum. Dragum, the pitch. Swing and a miss, strike one. One out, nobody on here in the second inning. Tregum, a right-handed batter. He is a sophomore. 293 average on the season. Brown's pitch right in there. Took a little bit off. 79 miles an hour. Off-speed pitch in for a strike, and it's nothing in two. Brown's 0-2 pitch is hit into left field for a base hit. That will be the first hit for the 49ers as Dragum took an 0-2 fastball into left field. First hit off Aaron Brown, and with one out, the batter is the catcher, Aaron McKeithen. Right-handed hitter. He is second-team all-conference in the catcher position. Takes a strike from Brown on the inside corner. Nothing and one. Runner at first. Tregum with one out. Raider infield, double play depth. Brown's pitch to the plate outside. One ball, one strike. Middle Tennessee leading. We are in the bottom of the second inning. Game one of this Conference USA postseason tournament. Runner goes and a ground foul past third, and the count will go to one and two. And Dragum will return to first base. One ball, two strikes. Brown comes set the pitch. Over but low. Runner started to break for a second. That ball was into the turf, but Hagedown made a good stop. And it's two and two to McKeithen. Raiders pulled 39 double plays during the regular season. That was tops in the in the league. Actually, they were tied with Florida Atlantic for the top spot in double plays. The pitch inside backed him away. Full count as it goes three and two now to the 49ers catcher, McKeithen. McKeithen, a sophomore. 
Three and two, the runner not going. The foul straight back. Count holds at 3-2. Raiders got a solo home run from Brett Coker in the first inning. Two runs, one of them unearned in the second, and lead it 3-0. Full count, 3-2. Throw to first, and the runner easily back. Bright sunshine, temperature 84 at game time. We'll inch up a couple of degrees higher than that as we get close to the 4 o'clock hour here. Full count, 3-2. and two. The Runner goes. The pitch swung on, hit in the air to left field. Sullivan coming on near the line. He's going to get there, and Sullivan hauls it in for out number two. Keith and a Foul ball right down the line in left field for the second out, and the batter will be Elwood, the left fielder. One of two seniors starting in the Charlotte starting nine today. Elwood hitting 274, a left-handed batter. Runner at first, Dragum with two outs. Ball hit to center field. Vincent over a few steps. Coming in, makes the catch for out number three. That is all in the second inning for Charlotte. No runs. One hit, one man left. We have completed two full innings. Middle Tennessee, three. Charlotte, nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield IMG College. Hi, I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want you to know me as your realtor. Whether you're buying or selling, it's time to choose Chip. Do you have a growing family? Are you thinking about downsizing? Are you relocating to Middle Tennessee? Well, it's time to choose Chip. Go to my website, choosechip.net. There you'll find a dynamic home search engine plus a ton of other features that'll help you during your search. If you're looking for a realtor that's professional and has your best interest at heart, it's time to choose Chip. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. And we go to the top of the third inning. Raiders leading 3 0. We'll have DJ Wright to lead off against the left hander Spencer Geesting. Geesting, a freshman, 6'4, 200 pounds, out of Hamilton, Ohio. Primarily a relief pitcher this season. 25 appearances, but only three previous starts. Number 24, DJ Wright. I think they were grooming him for a starting assignment in the tournament as he started uh, each of the last three games he appeared in. Here's DJ Wright. Fouls the first pitch back. Strike one. Wright, a strikeout victim in the first inning. 
Hasting has walked one, struck out three, but that one walk came to Fausto Lopez with the bases loaded and forced in a run. Right hits this one back over our heads foul for strike two. I'd like to thank the folks here at Louisiana Tech for making it easy for us. There's a swing and a miss into the turf. Catcher McKeithen will tag him out. And Wright goes down on strikes for out number one. One out. I mentioned Dave Mitz just in the box a minute ago. He's got his team playing next. And he will be giving up uh, football and men's basketball duties this coming season after some 40-something years. Swing and a foul back. Count to Escher goes one and one. Malcolm Butler is going to be taking over play-by-play for football and men's basketball. Malcolm currently is the uh, sports information or media director. Pitches high and inside. Two and one to Escher, who singled up the middle. Leading off the second inning, starting that uh, the two-run rally for the Raiders. Two balls, one strike. Strike called, and it's two and two. So Malcolm is uh, I'm in charge of the media for this tournament. I'd like to thank him for all of his help. Pitch goes into the turf for ball three. Three balls, two strikes, one out here in the third. Raiders leading three to nothing. They got the shift on for Escher. Three players on the left side of second base. Escher hits it foul out of play. I was told that this team probably uses the shift more than any team in the league. So if you got the third baseman, shortstop, and second baseman all to the left of second base, and that's the hole that Escher found earlier. Pitches low, ball four. There's no shift effective against the walk. So Escher draws a base on ball, second walk given up by Geesting. And the batter is J.T. Mabry. Mabry single to right field in the second inning. He scored the Raiders' third run. That was on the bases loaded walk to Lopez. So one on, one out in the third. Left-hander delivers. The runner goes. Swinging a foul back. Escher returns to first. Escher was running twice in the second inning with Mabry batting, and he fouled the ball back each time. And now this is the third foul ball. And that's an overthrow to first base. Escher's on his way to second. He may try for three. First baseman picks it up, a long throw to third, and they call him out at third. Groover, the first baseman, had to chase it down the right field line. Escher tried to get to third on the overthrow, is called out. And now the three umpires, or the four umpires, are going to gather to talk about something. It was a close play 
at third base. Coach Toman is out of the dugout wanting to know what they are talking about. As the uh, freight train, which uh, the tracks are right behind the right field fence, freight train lumbers on. They're going to go over there and uh, look at a replay, I think. And I was not aware we had the replay in effect in this tournament. So the officials disappear into the home team dugout. Last play is under further review. And they will take a look at that one. That was a very close play. The throw to third was a little bit off toward the left field side of third base, and Escher came in there on the opposite side of the bag, was called out. I thought there was a chance he might have made it. So they are reviewing the play. We'll see. That didn't take long. I think they're going to put him back on third. Well, maybe not. So that is the quickest review I have witnessed in a while. So the out stands... Pitch to Mabry gets away, but there's nobody on base now. Had he been called safe at third, that would have been another run for the Raiders. Swung and a ground ball up the middle. Shortstop charging. Has trouble getting it out of his glove, but throws to first in time. And Mabry is out, and that is all in the third inning. So for the Raiders, no runs, no hits. There was one error in the inning, and nobody left. We'll go to the bottom of the third. It's Middle Tennessee 3, Charlotte nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield IMG College. Blue Raiders fans know that being together is better, but did you know having one team for your head-to-toe health is important too? When you choose Blue Cross Blue Shield of Tennessee, you can get medical, dental, vision, wellness, and pharmacy from a mission-driven company that's been right here for more than 75 years. So you get the simplicity of one card and the peace of mind of one team working together for your health wherever you go. Now that's a huge win. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthCare.com. News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. We go to the bottom half of inning number three. That is a long freight train still rumbling by outside the right field fence. Number nine hitter Cunningham, the center fielder, will be the leadoff batter for Charlotte here in the third. Raiders missed a great opportunity to pick up another run in the top of the inning. Escher running at first base. The pitcher... Made an errant throw to first on a pickoff move, and Escher with the ball rolling 
down into foul territory down the right field line, elected to try for third and was called out on a bang-bang play. There's a first pitch strike to Cunningham, nothing in one. Cunningham hitting 218, two homers, 14 runs batted in. A right-handed batter swings and a little tap down to third base side. Coker gloves, throws to first late. That will be an infield hit. Coker made the only play he could make, but he was not going to get Cunningham, who got down the line in a hurry. That's an infield hit, and will bring up Johnson, the top of the batting order. Johnson was called out on strikes in the first inning. A left-handed hitter, one of two seniors in their starting lineup. Cunningham, the runner at first, nobody out. Second hit off Aaron Brown. Brown comes set. Ground ball to first. They'll step on the bag there and no throw to second. Williams was standing right on top of the base. All he had to do was pick it up and step on the bag. And Johnson is out. First base unassisted. Cunningham goes to second. Really no chance for a double play there. That ball was hit rather slowly. So Cunningham is at second with one out. The batter is Nate Furman, the second baseman. He walked on a 3-2 pitch in the first inning. Brown comes set and delivers the pitch. A strike over the outside corner. Nothing and one to Furman. 311 hitter on the season. Outfield playing him fairly shallow. Brown comes set. And the pitch. Missed the outside corner a bit high. One and one. Shortstop Lopez trying to keep that runner honest at second base. Dancing in behind him a little bit. Brown hasn't even looked back there on the first two pitches. Count is one and one. Now he looks back. And the pitch to the plate, swinging a foul straight back. Brown's parents and grandparents are here for the tournament. One ball and two strikes to Furman. Cunningham, who reached on an infield hit, is the runner at second. And the pitch to the plate, over but low, two and two. Berman worked the count full, fouled off a couple before drawing a base on balls in the first inning. Two balls, two strikes to the Charlotte second baseman. Swinging a hot shot. Lopez comes up with it. Wrong throw to first in time, and that was a fine play by Fausto Lopez. 
the runner at second. Cunningham moved over to third. That was a hot shot right at Lopez, who gloved it on one hop, went down to his knee, got up and threw the runner out at first for out number two. So with two outs, the runner in scoring position at third, the batter is the Conference USA Player of the Year, Austin Knight, a sophomore. A transfer, by the way, from the University of Tennessee. First pitch to him outside, ball one. Hit 355 with nine home runs and drove in 50 runs during the regular season. One ball, no strikes tonight. Brown with the pitch. Ground foul over by the Charlotte dugout, and the count will go to one and one. Knights out of Jacksonville, Florida. 6-1-180, sophomore. Player of the year, newcomer of the year, first team all-conference. Charlotte's first player of the year since 2013. The pitch. Swing and a foul straight back. Count goes to one and two on Austin Knight. A ball and two strikes. That Charlotte runner at third base is Cunningham, 90 feet away. Full windup by Brown, and a ball hit to left field and deep. Sullivan back, still going back on the warning track. Looks up, and that one is gone. And that is a two-run homer for Austin Knight to make it a three-to-two game. Cunningham scores ahead of Knight. Hit number three, runs number one and two off Aaron Brown. And the batter is the cleanup hitter, David McCabe, a strikeout victim back in the first inning. So that is the 13th home run Brown has allowed this season. And the first pitch to McCabe is swung on and fouled back, strike one. So I guess we found out why Knight was the player of the year in Conference USA. He just hit one out of the ballpark. His team was down 3-0. Swing and a foul back. Count is 0-2 to McCabe. Came out of the dugout hacking. Took those first two fastballs from Brown. Fouled them straight back. 0-2 the count. And the pitch, foul down the left side. That's going to be out of play. They have an indoor hitting facility here, which is in the ballpark. And the Raiders were able to take advantage of that before the game. As was Charlotte. No live batting practice on the field with the games so close together. 
the pitch. Swung on and again hit high on the left side. Foul. Coker over there looking up and grabs it for out number three. Coker had to fight the sun and the fence just past the Charlotte dugout, and he wasn't getting any help from that dugout. So McCabe fouls out to end the third. 49ers pick up two runs on two hits on the two-run homer by Knight. Nobody left. And after three, here are your totals for Middle Tennessee. Three runs, four hits, no errors. For Charlotte, two runs, three hits, two errors. After three, it is Middle Tennessee three, Charlotte two. On the Blue Raider Network, from Learfield IMG College. Our employees at Purity Dairy are proud to be true blue supporters of Middle Tennessee athletics and their student-athletes. At Purity Dairy, we aim to be the most trusted source of wholesome, delicious dairy products for every occasion. We never forget how fortunate we are to be invited into your home, and we earn our place by holding ourselves to the highest standards. With over 100 products available in Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky, visit your local retailer for Purity Milk, ice cream, and more. At Tri-Green Equipment, they know the value of teamwork. They have the tractor packages with implements you need. Score a new John Deere tractor package at a comfortable low monthly payment and get back to what really matters, MTSU baseball. Get started online at TryGreen.com. TriGreen Equipment is a proud partner of Middle Tennessee State University Athletics. Go Blue! News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. Jacob Williams will lead it off for the Raiders here in the fourth inning. Williams glide to center in the second. Right-handed batter and Geesting left-handers first pitch fouled out of play back behind us. Four strike one. First time these two teams have met since 2019 when the 49ers took two out of three from the Raiders in Charlotte. There's a ball hit into center field. Moving back is Cunningham over a few steps into right center. We'll haul it in for out number one. All three games in Charlotte that year were close. Charlotte won four to two. The Raiders won three to two behind Peyton Wigginton, and then Charlotte won the getaway game five to nothing. In fact, it was Wigginton and Zaz combining to win the second game in that series for the Raiders. Hard shot to short from Hagedow on the first pitch, throw to first off the mark, but the play made by Groover, the first baseman who tagged Hagenow coming down the line. So that will go as a 6-3 put out. Three pitches, two outs here in the fourth inning. And the batter is Luke Benson. Benson grounded into a fielder's choice, which uh, actually got in a run for the Raiders. There was an error was made by the first baseman on the play. Pitches a strike on the outside corner, nothing and one. The left-hander delivers a swing and a miss. And it's 0-2. 
We're in the top of the fourth inning. Raiders leading 3-2. Swung on, popped up on the infield. Third baseman coming in. The catcher is over, and it's third baseman Knight to make the play in foul ground to end the Raider fourth inning. Three up and three down with nothing across in the inning. So we'll go to the bottom of the fourth inning. Middle Tennessee three, Charlotte two on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield IMG College. Granison Associates PC is a certified public accountant firm located in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Need assistance with your income tax preparation, planning, or bookkeeping services? Don't we all? We've got you and your business goals and objectives in mind. You and all your tax planning needs are in expert hands. We genuinely care about making life easier for our clients so you can spend more time doing what you love while we handle the rest. Call us at 615-895-1040 to start the conversation or visit Granison Associates PC, CPAs at gcpas.com. Any way you slice it, your game day won't be complete without soft, delicious bunny bread and bunny buns, an official corporate partner of Blue Raider Athletics. Whether you're watching with friends, cheering in the stands, or tuning in at home, count on Bunny to help strike out hunger and give you energy. So pick up some bunny buns and bunny bread today. It's sure to be a home run. That's what I said. Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. We go to the bottom of the fourth inning here in Ruston, Louisiana. We're at the brand new J.C. Love Field at Pat Patterson Park on the campus of Louisiana Tech. Hosting the Conference USA Baseball Tournament. First time since 2015 the Raiders have been in the tournament. Last time we were there down in Hattiesburg, the Raiders won a couple of games after dropping the opener. This is James Groover, the first baseman, fly to center in the second inning. A right-handed batter with a 15-game hitting streak coming into this one. And a 353 average. Aaron Brown's first pitch to Groover is a ball inside. One ball, no strikes. Old Dominion won the opening game of the tournament over Florida Atlantic 11 to 2. Pitch is low. So Brown has fallen behind two to nothing, two balls, no strikes. To Groover. Don't groove one to Groover. The pitch. Inside. Back him away. Ball three. Three and oh the count. Charlotte batting here in the home half of the fourth inning. There's a strike right down the middle, three and one. Groover appeared to be taking all the way on that pitch. Three balls, one strike. And the pitch. 
Missed inside. That's a leadoff walk, and that's never a way, a good way to start an inning. Second walk given up by Brown. And the batter will be Dragum, the shortstop. 293 hitter. Single to left field. Got their first hit of the game in the second inning. The shortstop, number six, Jack Dragum. Now it's Dragum. <laughs> it was Dragum the first time at bat. Now it's Dragum. Wonder what it'll be next time. Runner at first, nobody out. The runner goes, the ground ball past the pitcher. Lopez has it, throws to first in time. They started the runner, Groover, and that kept him out of a double play. So Groover goes to second. Drugum is out. Lopez to Williams for out number one. Here's McKeithen, the catcher, flied to left in the second inning. Out of Arden, North Carolina, 6'1", 2'15". He's a sophomore. Second team, Conference USA. And with one outer runner at second, the first pitch right in there for a call strike to McKeithen. Had quite a series against Marshall, hit 625 with a double, five RBIs, two runs scored as Charlotte was able to sweep that series. One strike to count to McKeithen. Runner leads at second. Ball hit high in the air and foul ground. Coker coming over, looking up into the sun, and that one is going to clear the screen, bounce into the stands for strike two. Grover, who walked, is the runner at second with one out. He represents the tying run in the game. The Raiders leading three to two. Outfield playing McKeithen straight away. No balls and two strikes. McKeithen asks for time and steps out of the box. Now Brown comes set. Pitch foul straight back. Count holding at two strikes. Busy week. Back home with spring fling going on, and I know Brian and his crew are trying to give you as many games as they can for our, from our local teams. There's a swing and a miss, and McKeithen down on strikes. Brown blew that fastball right by him. That is strikeout number three for Aaron Brown, and with two outs, the batter is Elwood. In 2019, Elwood was one of Charlotte's leading hitters against Middle Tennessee in that three-game series. He was 7 for 15. Now Charlotte took two out of three the last time these two teams played. 
Elwood flied to center to end the second inning. Swings and misses at Brown's first pitch. Strike one. This is the 19th meeting between Middle Tennessee and Charlotte. The Raiders have a 10-8 edge overall in the series. They're 6-3 at home, 4-5 at Charlotte. First time they have met in postseason play. One strike to Elwood. Takes it just outside for ball one. One and one. Two outs, runner at second. We are in the bottom of the fourth inning. Raiders leading three to two. Jumped out to an early three to nothing lead, and Charlotte made it a one run game with Knight's two run homer in the third. One ball, one strike. The count to Elwood fouls this one back, and the count goes to one and two. Todd Elwood, a senior, out of Indian Trail, North Carolina, 5'11", 175. Two seventy-four hitter during the season. Brown comes set, delivers. High foul ball left side. Again, Coker over, and again, that one's going to drift over into the stands. And the count will hold at a ball and two strikes. Charlotte had a pitcher throwing in the bullpen early when the Raiders were getting some people on base. Nobody working down there now. One and two the count to Elwood. Swing and a foul. Just protecting the plate on that swing. Count will hold at a ball and two strikes. Playing on artificial turf here is probably a good thing, especially during tournament time when playing time is so tight. You can't afford to lose much time due to rain. The pitch. Ground ball to third. Coker bobbles it and throws late to first. That'll be an error. So Elwood will reach. The runner at second had to stay put. The play was in front of him. So he remains at second. That's an E5. Raiders' first error of the game. And with two outs, runners are at first and second for Cunningham, the number nine hitter. And he had a an infield hit. Back in the third inning, time called. Coach Kyle Bunn makes his first trip to the mound in this tournament. Trying to maybe settle his pitcher down a little bit. Sometimes an error can can throw you off kilter. If you're a pitcher, you think you're out of the inning, and all of a sudden you have to get another out. And this is a team you don't want to give too many outs to because they can hit the baseball. 299 team average 
overall in conference play. They hit 311 as a team. Anytime you uh, see a team that compiles a an average close to 300 as a team, you know that is a good hitting unit all the way up and down the lineup. La Tech with a 309 average led the league. Charlotte was fourth at 299. We're going to have a pinch hitter here, number 18. Number 18, So a pinch hitter will come in here for Louisiana Tech. Will Butcher. He's an all-tournament player, was not starting today primarily used as a designated hitter during the season. So Cunningham is taken out after one at bat and Butcher is the batter and he takes a strike. Nothing in one. A right-handed batter. Butcher out of Arden, North Carolina. A freshman. Made second team all-conference as a designated hitter. Takes the pitch outside, one and one. So we'll see if Butcher will go into the outfield when uh, Charlotte takes the field next inning. Transfer from North Carolina State. First and second, two outs. And a pitch to the plate outside, ball two, two and one. Brown had apparently been out of the inning on a ground ball to third, but Coker bobbled the grounder and threw late to first to allow the inning to continue. Two balls and a strike. Swung on and popped up. That's going to be out of play back over our heads, and the count will go to two and two. Strong-looking right-handed batter. Will Butcher. Aaron Brown trying to pitch out of a jam here in the fourth with a 2-2 count. And a swing and a miss. Struck him out to end the inning. Butcher down on strikes, no runs, no hits. There was one error and two men left on base. Brown gets his fourth strikeout, and we have completed four full innings from the Conference USA Tournament in Ruston, Louisiana. It's Middle Tennessee 3, Charlotte 2 on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield IMG College. What happens to your decision-making when you drink? Well... After one drink, you feel confident. A few more, and calling your ex at 1 a.m. seems like a great idea. And you're pretty sure the secret to a great taco is four-day-old macaroni. The bottom line, drunk you doesn't make great decisions. 
So you're risking a DUI or worse if you count on him to get you home. Plan before you party. Get home safe. Paid for by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Hey, Blue Raider fans. This is Dr. Mark Hardison with Middle Tennessee Oral and Implant Surgery. We are so proud to be able to serve the Blue Raider teams and their families when they need wisdom teeth removed, dental implants, or other specialty oral care. Our mission is to provide health care as it should be, providing compassion, availability, and excellence to every one of our patients. We deeply appreciate the support of your business as we join in supporting our team. Let's go Blue! News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. Silver Charlotte, number nine, Greg Heichel. We go to the fifth inning. Raiders leading three to two. Fausto Lopez to lead it off. Leading off the Blue Raiders, the shortstop, number four, Fausto Lopez. Lopez has fly to right and walked. His walk with the bases loaded in the second inning pushed across the Raiders' third run. Lopez, Sullivan, and Coker here in the third. The left-hander, Spencer Geesting, with the first pitch to Lopez. It comes in high for ball one. Like to get Lopez on and uh, turn him loose, see if he could steal a base for us. The pitch. In for a strike, off-speed pitch, one and one. Fausto with 21 steals on the season. Swung on, driven down the left field line. That's fair. That's going to roll to the fence in the corner. Lopez on his way to second, and he will slide in there with a leadoff double. Hit number five for the Blue Raiders. So Lopez doubles down the left field line to lead off the fifth inning, and the batter will be Hunter Sullivan. Fausto led the Raiders in two base hits during the season with 12, so that's number 13 for him. He's on at second base with nobody out. Hunter Sullivan has struck out twice in the first and again in the second inning. And he's around to bunt, pushes this one foul back into the screen. Sullivan trying to move that runner down. Caught a high fastball and had to kind of duck out of the way a little bit to get the bat on it. Fouled it back into the screen. One strike to count. Lopez, the runner at second base with nobody out. Gisting steps off the pitching surface, and now his catcher, McKeithen, will come out, and they will have a little chit-chat halfway between the mound and home plate. Raiders got a run in the first on a Coker solo home run. Got two in the second. One of those unearned. And Charlotte came back with two in the third, so it's a 3-2 to two Raider lead. One strike, the count to Sullivan. 
Gesting looks back at second. And the pitch outside almost threw it away. One ball, one strike. Charlotte is the home team for this game, so they've got the home white uniforms on. Trimmed in green. Green caps. Raiders in the traveling grays. Royal blue trim and numbers. One ball, one strike to count to Sullivan. Around to bunt. Butted it foul back behind the plate. So the count will go to one and two. We'll see if they take the bunt off here with two strikes. Lopez with that leadoff double down at second base. And the pitch. He bunts foul. That'll be a strikeout. So the bunt was still on. Foul ball on the third strike on a bunt. Gives a strikeout to the pitcher. That would be number five for Gisting. And with one out, the batter is Brett Coker. Number 13, Brett Homer down the right field line in the first inning and then struck out on three straight off-speed pitches in the third. Gisting comes set, checks the runner at second. Pitch is an off-speed strike, nothing in one. Coker may not see another fastball all day. One strike to count. Lopez with the lead at second to pitch. Off speed, and that one taken for a ball inside. One ball, one strike to Coker. That's at least five straight changeups that he's seen. He could zip a fastball in there and try to catch him off guard. Looking for a changeup. Now Gisting turns and looks the runner Lopez back into second base, but no throw made. One and one the count to Brett Coker. Runner at second with one out. Top half of inning number five. Raiders leading three to two. Lopez jumping around out there on the base path. Ground ball to the shortstop. Charging. The throw will be to first in time as Lopez advances to third. Slowly hit ground ball to Dragum, the shortstop. Made the play on Coker for out number two. As Lopez advances to third. Here's D.J. Wright, struck out in the first, struck out in the third. DJ in the cleanup spot today is the designated hitter. The left-hander comes set. And the pitch is swung on and missed. And after a fastball, didn't get it. One strike. DJ out of Blackman High School. Jackson State Community College. The 0-1 high ball one. One and one. 
center fielder swung a few steps over into right center. He's just behind the LaTeX logo, which is located in straightaway center field. And swing the ground ball, headed for right field. That's a base hit, and a run is in. D.J. Wright went the other way and singles to right to drive in Lopez, and the Raiders lead it now 4-2. to two. For D.J., his 15th RBI of the season. Just past a diving first baseman, Groover, into right field. And it's hit number six for the Raiders. And with two outs, the batter, Cole Escher, singled and scored in the second, walked in the third. So he has been on base both times against this left-hander, whose pitch is taken high for ball one. D.J. Wright at first base with an RBI single, and the Raiders lead 4-2. to two. One ball, no strikes. Escher lines one to right field for a base hit. Wright will turn and hold at second base as the throw comes back in from right field, and the Raiders have runners at first and second with two outs. Escher's second hit of the game, hit number seven off Gisting. And with two outs, the batter is J.T. Mabry. Singled in the second, grounded out in the third. The second baseman, number 11, J.T. Mabry. So D.J. Wright at second base, Escher at first base, and we'll have a visit to the mound, and they have a right-hander working in the bullpen. And they have made the call to the bullpen. We're going to have a pitching change here. So we will take a break, and when we come back, we'll tell you about the new pitcher. Raiders leading here 4-2 to on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield IMG College. Doubletree by Hilton Murphy's Burroughs Heated Indoor-Outdoor Pool makes them the perfect stop to take a splash for your next staycation. Or give them a call and let them help you navigate how to plan your next event. Enjoy flexible event venues that include a pillar-free ballroom and two boardrooms. They've got award-winning customer service for you, plus catering and AV equipment rental. There's really nothing that you need that they can't supply. Plus, don't we all love their famous warm Doubletree cookie welcome? Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Dr. Mark Hardison with Middle Tennessee Oral and Implant Surgery. We are so proud to be able to serve the Blue Raider teams and their families when they need wisdom teeth removed, dental implants, or other specialty oral care. Our mission is to provide health care as it should be, providing compassion, availability, and excellence to every one of our patients. We deeply appreciate the support of your business as we join in supporting our team. Let's go Blue! News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. Before we tell you about that new picture, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification as you listen to Middle Tennessee Baseball. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. Conference USA Chiefs, Raiders win the championship. News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro. A right-hander, Austin Morrises, is coming into the game. Big right-hander. 
making his 15th appearance. He has also started eight games. 4-3 record with a 4.66 earned run average, 48 and a third innings. He's given up 47 hits, 25 earned runs. Has walked 20, struck out 40, allowed five home runs. Opponents hitting 257 against the right-hander Morosis. Or could be Morosis. They did not have a pronunciation guide in their notes. So I'm doing the best I can along with the PA announcer here. So Morosis will come on as Gisting goes four and two-thirds innings. Leaves the game trailing four to two. Morosis with inherits runners at first and second with two outs and the batter J.T. Mabry. Raiders with a run across here in the fifth. And the right-handers pitch to Mabry is low and outside, ball one. Inning started with a leadoff double from Fausto Lopez, and after two outs, Lopez had moved to third. D.J. Wright singled past the first baseman to drive in Lopez. Escher followed with a base hit. Mabry handcuffed on that pitch, went around, and the count is one and one. J.T. steps out of the box to compose himself and stands back in with a count, one ball, one strike. Right-hander comes set, and the pitch. Swung on, foul straight back, good cut at the fastball. One and two. They're playing Mabry to hit late. The center fielder swung a few steps over in the right center field. And now the left fielder moves a few steps closer to left center. One ball, two strikes to Mabry. And a ground ball to the right side. Second baseman up. They'll take the short throw to second base for the force on Escher coming down. And that will take care of the Raiders. Here in inning number five, but one run on three hits. There were no errors and two men left on base. We're halfway home in this tournament game. It is Middle Tennessee 4, Charlotte 2 on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield IMG College. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities.
News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. Throw goes down to second as Aaron Brown will take a 4 2 lead here in the bottom of the fifth inning. Brown in four innings has allowed two runs on three hits. He's walked two, struck out four. Number two, Carson Johnson. And the batter will be Carson Johnson, the leadoff man here in the fifth. The Raiders had their leadoff man, Lopez, to lead off the fifth inning, and he did so with a double. Johnson played against the Raiders in 2019 in Charlotte. He was 2 out of 11 in that series. As a sophomore, takes the pitch high for ball one. He is struck out and grounded to first. A left-handed hitter against the right-hander Aaron Brown. Brown's pitch, strike at the letters. Johnson didn't think so. Backside of the box, takes a practice cut, stands back in with a count of one and one. Right-hander delivers a swing and a miss at a 91-mile-an-hour fastball. Count goes to one and two on Johnson. 287 hitter on the season. Brown ahead in the count, one and two. The pitch. Just missed. Must have been a little bit high. As he was coming inside with that fastball, the count will go to two and two. The two-two pitch from Brown is outside, ball three. So he's run the count full to the leadoff batter here in the fifth inning, Carson Johnson. Raiders are leading four to two. Payoff pitch is swung on and missed, and down goes Johnson on strikes for out number one. Strikeout number five for Aaron Brown, who leads the conference in that statistic. One out, and the batter is Nate Furman. He has walked and grounded to short. Number 16, Nate Furman. Another left-handed batter for the Charlotte 49ers. Berman stands deep in the left-hand batter's box. Straightaway stance. The pitch from Brown is bunted and caught by Brown. Diving off the mound, caught it before it hit the turf, and that is out number two. Outstanding effort by Aaron Brown. As Furman got the butt up in the air and Brown dove halfway between the mound and the baseline on the first base side to come up with that one. And I imagine he's uh, got that uniform a little damp now because this turf took a lot of rain this morning. Two outs in the inning. Here's Austin Knight hit a two-run homer in the third for Charlotte's two runs. 
And the first pitch from Brown inside, backed him away, ball one. Night a 355 hitter with nine homers during the regular season and 28 doubles. The pitch. Swing and a drive down the left field line. That is a foul ball by just two, three feet. And his bid for a 29th double is denied. And the count will go to one and one. This kid is quite a hitter. Conference USA Player of the Year, Austin Knight, transferred from the University of Tennessee. Charlotte played Tennessee during the regular season and shut them out nine to nothing. Tennessee, the uh, Eastern Division champ in the Southeastern Conference this year. Here's the one-one pitch, swinging and a miss. At a 91-mile-an-hour fastball. One and two. Outfield, needless to say, playing straight away and deep for this dangerous right-handed batter. Good to see him batting with the bases empty. One ball and two strikes. Brown with the pitch. Ground ball to short. Two hops to Lopez. Up and throwing. Got him by a step. That's all in the fifth. Brown sets them down in order. Three up, three down, nothing across. We have completed five full innings. Middle Tennessee four and Charlotte two on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield IMG College. The Doubletree by Hilton Murfreesboro is the perfect place for your next close-to-home getaway for a change of pace or to plan your next event for 2021. Located just off I-24, 30 miles south of Nashville, and situated only minutes from Middle Tennessee State University. With Hilton's clean stay and event-ready initiatives in place, you can rest assured they're taking every precaution for you to have a safe and enjoyable stay. We'll make your stay an unforgettable experience. Don't forget the cookie. What do you think of when you hear community, integrity, commitment, tradition, and partners? The folks at Sodexo know it's family, friends, neighbors, and coworkers. The people we live with, work with, share our world with, and the fans we love to serve. Sodexo is community. It's a community of more than 200 employees and nonprofit volunteers and the thousands of fans we serve at MTSU. Sodexo is a community of people who are committed to enhancing your game day experience. Sodexo, proud server of your game day concession needs and proud to serve the Blue Raiders. News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. We'll go to the Raider half of the sixth inning. Middle Tennessee leading here by a score of four to two. We'll have Jacob Williams to lead it off. Williams, Hagenau, and Benson. Bottom three in the order to face the new right-hander, Austin Morosis. Morosis came on with two on and two out in the fifth. Got Mabry to hit into a fielder's choice to end the inning. Jacob Williams has flied to center twice in the game, 0 for 2. 
big right-handed batter. Takes the first pitch in for a strike. Nothing and one. Jacob Williams out of Forest, Virginia. Freshman. Trails us from the right side, but right at the second baseman. And over to first in time. Goes Furman. Four out number one. Williams hit it on the nose, but right at the second baseman, Furman, for out number one. And with one out, the batter is Jake Hagenow. Single in the second, grounded out of the fourth. Got some folks outside the right field wall now. Looking on. There's some green out there. They can choose to sit and watch. Stand up. Hagenow takes it high inside for ball one. There comes another train. This is almost like Bowling Green. Or Knoxville, where the train tracks run right outside the ballpark. The pitch. Strike call, one and one. One out, base is empty, top of the sixth inning. And the pitch. Going outside for ball two. But the first baseman, Groover, is playing way off the base. That first baseline is wide open. Second baseman has moved over, playing almost directly behind the bag at second base. So some hitting room on the right side for Baganow. Takes it high and inside, ball three. Three and one. Morosis, uh, normally a member of their starting rotation and in relief here in the sixth inning. Three one pitch, high inside, ball four, and he walked him. That's the third walk the Raiders have received. Starting pitcher. Easing walked uh, two. So Hagenow's at first with one out for Luke Benson. With Lopez on deck. High outside, ball one. Well, Roses can't find the plate all of a sudden. One ball, no strikes. This tournament sponsored by the U.S. Air Force Reserve. Here's the pitch. He's around to bunt, but he can't bunt that one. It's way outside, ball two. Two balls, no strikes. Home team, Louisiana Tech, plays next against Texas San Antonio. That's scheduled to start at 6 o'clock. Pushed back two hours. Here's the 2-0. Can't bunt that one. 3-0. Benson has wanted to bunt the last two pitches, but they have been so far wide of the plate. Impossible to bunt. 
So now with the count 3-0, and oh, he will likely take a pitch. Conference on the mound between the catcher, McKeithen, and his pitcher, Morosis. Catcher probably saying, come on now, he's trying to give us an out. Throw the ball where he can butt it. 3-0 and to Benson. He shows bunt, takes it high, ball four, and he walked him on four pitches. Back-to-back walks to the number eight and nine hitters. That'll drive a pitching coach nuts in a hurry. Here's Fausto Lopez, double to lead off the fifth inning and scored the Raiders' fourth run. Number four, Fausto Lopez. He's one for two with a walk. First and second with one out. Right-hander Morosis pitches, off-speed strike, nothing in one. Took a little bit off to get that one in there. And again, they play the first baseman almost halfway between first and second. Groover. They're trying to cut off that hole on the right side of the infield, but it leaves the line wide open, the pitch. A little tap foul behind the plate, got out in front of a changeup. Two strikes the count to Fausto Lopez. Left fielder swung a few steps over to left center and Lopez hit that double in the fifth right down the left field line. The pitch swung on, hit into left center field. That ball is going to get in for a hit. Here comes... The runner around third. Hagenau will score. <clears throat> Throw comes to the plate. They'll hold him at second and third. And it's a run scoring double for Fausto Lopez. Got it in the gap in left center field. And by the time the center fielder got there, Hagenau was rounding third on his way to the plate. So now it is a 5-2 game. Lopez at second. Vincent at third, and here is Sullivan. Hunter has struck out three times. Charlotte will bring the infield in. That is the first hit off Morosis. And now the infield in for the 49ers. Sullivan takes a strike on the outside corner. Nothing and one. Hunter with three strikeouts today. Just needs to put it in play somewhere. Got a fast runner at third and Luke Vincent. Speed on the bases. Lopez at second. Missed outside. With that fastball, one and one. Center fielder shortens up a little bit. Left fielder stays normal, as does the right fielder. One ball, one strike. Runners at second and third. The pitch. Ground ball right side. That'll get a run in. It's through for a hit. Here comes the second runner, Lopez. 
will score. It's a two-run single for Hunter Sullivan, and the Raiders lead it by a score of 7-2. to two. Sullivan found the hole on the right side, scoring Vincent and Lopez. A two-run single. Now with Sullivan at first and one out, the batter is Coker. Raiders leading 7-2. Here's the pitch. Coker takes it high and inside. I think. I'm wondering if he got the bat on that and fouled it. It hit the catcher. It came off the catcher's equipment. They haven't put anything up on the scoreboard yet. And now they put ball one up there. And now the umpire says, no, that's strike one. So it was tip foul. One strike to count. Sullivan leads at first. He's going. Pitches high and inside. And Sullivan's going to have to return as that one again was fouled by Coker. So the count is two strikes, and he has not seen a pitch he could hit yet. Both pitches high and inside have tipped off his bat. Throw to first and the runner back. Raiders have scored three here in the sixth inning and lead it seven to two. Another throw to first. Sullivan back in. Two strikes the count to Coker, who had a solo home run in the first inning for the Raiders' first run. And the runner goes again and a tap foul over into the Charlotte dugout. So Sullivan will return to first. Sullivan, who had struck out his first three plate appearances, took a 1-1 pitch past the drawn-in infield into right field and drove in Benson and Lopez. Here's the pitch. Ground ball right side. That's through a base hit. Sullivan will hold it second as the throw comes back in, and the Raiders continue the hit parade as Coker, with his second hit of the game, hit it through the right side. Raiders have been excellent at going the other way in this game on several occasions. That off Morosas is hit number three. Three straight hits after two walks with one out. And still with one out, the batter is D.J. Wright, who has struck out twice and singled. He drove in a run with a hit in the fifth inning. Runners at first and second. The pitch. D.J. takes a strike on the outside corner. Nothing in one. We're in the sixth inning. Raiders leading 7-2. One strike to D.J. Wright. 
LaRosa's checks the runners go. And the pitch hit him in the back of the shoulder. He's okay. Raiders started both runners. And the pitch hit DJ in the shoulder. He just he turned just in time to take it in the shoulder. So now the bases are loaded with one out, and the batter is Cole Escher, who has two hits and a walk today. The right for the number 15, Cole Escher. Singled and scored in the second, walked in the third, singled in the fifth. They'll play the middle infielders back. Check swing and a strike call. Escher, the eighth man to bat here in the sixth inning. Raiders are leading at 7-2 and have the bases loaded with one out. Morosas comes set. Outside, ball one. One and one. This... uh, Situation is of the pitcher's own making. He walked the number eight and number nine hitters with one out and then gave up consecutive hits to Lopez, Sullivan, and Coker. Swing and a high pop-up. That could be an infield fly. They have called the infield fly rule, and that is out number two. Shortstop caught it still on the infield part of, uh, of the ground turf, part of the infield for the second out. Now the ninth man to bat in the inning is J.T. Mabry. With the bases loaded, he could do some damage here. The infield will back up, play normal now. Bases loaded. Two outs. The pitch to Mabry. Low ball one. JT singled and scored in the second, grounded out in the third, grounded into a fielder's choice in the fifth. One out of three. One ball, no strikes to Mabry. Swing and a foul tip. Back into the catcher's mitt, one and one. Shallow in right field is Johnson. Center field playing uh, just to the top of the logo in center field, which is fairly shallow. Left fielder straight away. One ball, one strike. Outside, ball two. Two and one. Raiders leading seven to two here in the sixth inning. Jacob Williams, who started the inning, with a ground out, is in the on-deck circle. Two balls and a strike. Ground ball in the hole, cut off by the third baseman. Nice play by Knight, throws to first and got him. Four out, number three. But the Raiders bat around in the sixth inning, score three times, three hits. There were no errors and three men left. So we'll go to the bottom of the sixth inning. Middle Tennessee 7, Charlotte 2 on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield IMG College. 
Blue Raiders fans know that being together is better. But did you know having one team for your head-to-toe health is important, too? When you choose Blue Cross Blue Shield of Tennessee, you can get medical, dental, vision, wellness, and pharmacy from a mission-driven company that's been right here for more than 75 years. So you get the simplicity of one card and the peace of mind of one team working together for your health wherever you go. Now that's a huge win. Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the Blue Raiders, and we're proud to power the scoreboard lights at Floyd Stadium. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member services. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit MTEMC.com to learn more. And about that scoreboard? Well, light it up, Blue Raiders. News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. Throw goes down to second as we go to the bottom of the sixth inning. The Raiders leading 7-2. Blue Raider fans get ahead of the game with the best home services team in town for all of your heating, air conditioning, Plumbing, electrical, and home improvement needs. Lee Company is the team to call. 615-867-1000 or visit LeeCompany.com. David McCabe will lead it off for Charlotte in the sixth inning. McCabe has struck out and fouled out 0 for 2. Big left-handed hitter. Cleanup hitter. 352 average on the season. Brown's first pitch fouled out of play to the left side. Strike one. Benson fairly deep in center field. Two or three steps over into right center. Escher, a couple of steps deep in right. There's the 0-1 pitch on the way. A swing. Miss a 92 mile an hour fastball, and it's 0 2. Right hander Aaron Brown with the 0 2 pitch to McCabe. Just missed outside. Raider fans down below let out a groan in unison. On that pitch, one and two. McCabe leading off the sixth. The one-two pitch on the way. Swung on, fly ball, hit to left. Sullivan going back, got a late start, but he's back there and makes the grab just at the edge of the warning track in left field. Four out number one. Fairly deep fly ball but handled by Sullivan for out number one. The batter is James Groover, the first baseman. He has flied to center and walked. Got a leadoff walk in the fourth inning. They play him straight away and deep to all fields. First pitch from Brown is an off-speed pitch. It sails in just high for ball one. 
Tall right-handed batter. He is just a freshman. And the pitch. Ground ball to third. Coker, two hops. Long throw to first. Accurate for out number two. Fairly deep at third base. Coker made the play, and it's two up, two down in the sixth. The batter is Dragum, the shortstop. Number six, Jack Dragum. Dragum. Shortstop Drugum. D R A G U M. One for two, singles, and has grounded out. Takes a strike. Nothing in one. Catcher McKeithen on deck. Drugum, a 293 hitter during the regular season. The 0 1 pitch. Right in there, strike two called. Round ahead in the count, two strikes. They've got a left-hander throwing in the bullpen. Do the 49ers. Two strikes. That one just missed the knees. One and two. Two outs, bases empty, sixth inning. Raiders leading seven to two. Aaron Brown full wind up, the one-two pitch. Swung on, hit foul down the right field line. That ball was a foot outside. Drug him, not taking any chances. Tried to take it the other way and hit it foul, so it's... Remains one ball and two strikes to the right-handed hitter. Round the full windup and the pitch popped up. And is going to be behind the plate. Hagging out off of the mask. He's got it for out number three. High pop up behind home plate handled by Hagenau. Three up, three down in the sixth inning. Let's look at some totals here. Over six innings, Middle Tennessee, seven runs, ten hits, one error. Charlotte, two runs, three hits, two errors. Raiders leading seven to two as we go to the seventh inning on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield IMG College. Fighting out of the green quarter, wearing a 20-ounce bottle and weighing in at a whopping zero grams of sugar, Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. And fighting out of your corner, your taste buds. Let's do the do. It's Mountain Dew Zero Sugar and a knockout. Nothing can stop the time. When only the best zero sugar flavor will do, do the do. Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Tim Page with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. 
Are you on the fence about selling your home? Feel overwhelmed at the thought of purchasing a new home? Well, it's time to get moving. For professional, personal real estate services, give me a call today and put me to work for you. 615-896-5656 or you can reach me at exitmurfreesboro.com. Let's go blue and I'll see you at the game. News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. We go to the seventh inning, and for the 49ers, a new pitcher, left-hander Trey Starnes. Get you some numbers on him. Three and two record, making his 23rd appearance. 5.57 earned run average. He has started four games, pitched a total of 21 innings, given up 20 hits, 13 earned runs. He's walked nine, struck out 23, has allowed two home runs, and opponents hitting 256 against this left-hander. Trey Starnes. Raiders who batted around in the sixth inning will have Jacob Williams leading off again here in the seventh. Trey Starnes out of Taylorsville, North Carolina, six-footer, 180, a junior. His longest outing this season, five innings against North Carolina, a game that Charlotte won over the Tar Heels. Here's the first pitch to Williams, outside corner strike, nothing in one. Jacob has twice flied to center and has grounded to second, but he's struck the ball well all three times. And his sister one sharply, but right at the shortstop, drug him. And his throw to first is in time for out number one. So Williams leads off the seventh, same way he let off the sixth with a ground ball out. And the batter will be Jake Hagenow. Single in the second, grounded out in the fourth, walked and scored in the sixth. Jake making his 27th start behind the plate this year. Takes the first pitch, first strike call, nothing and one. Third pitcher used by the 49ers today, Starnes, a left-hander. Again, they shift everybody to the third base side of second base. Third baseman, shortstop, second baseman, leaving the right side wide open with the exception of Groover, who's playing way off the base. This pitch is outside. One and one. Playing in bright sunshine here, which uh, seemed a long way away this morning when we Woke up at the hotel with rain pouring down. Tournament was delayed two hours. Hagenau's counting out two and one. As the lefty delivers, swung on and popped up right behind the plate. That's going to get out of play. Two balls, two strikes. One out here in the seventh. 
Raiders got a run in the first, picked up two in the second, one in the fifth, and three in the sixth. They lead seven to two. Starnes shaking off a sign. Now he's ready. The 2-2 pitch. Outside, ball three. Full count to Hagenau. Luke Benson on deck. Three balls, two strikes, and a swing and a miss. Struck him out swinging. Jake goes down on strikes for out number two. First strikeout for Starnes, and the batter is Luke Vincent. Batting out of the number nine spot. Luke has hit into a fielder's choice, has fouled out, and walked and scored in the sixth inning. Strike on the outside corner, nothing and one. Like to get him on and let him do a little running. It's 10 out of 12 in stolen base attempts this season. Pitches outside for ball one, one and one. Charlotte will have the bottom three in the order due up in the seventh. And the pitch. Swing and a tap foul. One ball and two strikes to Benson. Third baseman playing on the edge of the grass with two strikes. He'll probably move back a little now. And another conference on the mound. This time, McKeithen talking to Starnes. You're only allowed so many. The initials RDA on the pitcher's mound behind the rubber toward the backside of the pitcher's mound for Russell Anderson, who passed away. There's a ball hit in the air to right field. Going to be caught for out number three. And a three-up, three-down inning for the Raiders here in the seventh. Seventh inning stretch time for somebody here. We go to the bottom of the seventh. Raiders seven, Charlotte two on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield IMG College. What happens to your decision-making when you drink? Well, after one drink, you feel confident. A few more. And calling your ex at 1 a.m. seems like a great idea. And you're pretty sure the secret to a great taco is four-day-old macaroni. The bottom line, drunk you doesn't make great decisions. So you're risking a DUI or worse if you count on him to get you home. Plan before you party. Get home safe. Paid for by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Our employees at Purity Dairy are proud to be true blue supporters of Middle Tennessee athletics and their student-athletes. At Purity Dairy, we aim to be the most trusted source of wholesome, delicious dairy products for every occasion. We never forget how fortunate we are to be invited into your home, and we earn our place by holding ourselves to the highest standards. With over 100 products available in Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky, visit your local retailer for Purity Milk, ice cream, and more. 
This copyrighted broadcast is an exclusive presentation of Learfield IMG College under the broadcasting rights granted by Middle Tennessee State University. Reuse of this presentation is prohibited without the expressed written consent of the university and Learfield IMG College. Announcers are provided by Learfield IMG College and approved by the university. News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. We go to the bottom of the seventh inning. Raiders leading by a score of seven to two. Aaron Brown has set down the last seven in a row, and the last batter to reach was on an error, and he had retired to two batters before that. So the last base runner for the 49ers was Elwood back in the fourth inning on an error. Here's McKeithen to lead off the seventh. Brown's first pitch hit in the air to right field. Escher moving over near the line. Still moving. Caught it just a few steps in fair territory. Four out number one. One pitch, one out here in the seventh inning. Here is Todd Elwood, the last 49er to reach base. That came on an error by Coker at third base back in the fourth inning. Elwood, a left-handed batter. One out here in the seventh. And the pitch. Swing and a miss. Strike one. The Raiders chairman of the board, Steve Smith, and his wife, Denise, are here for the tournament. One strike to count. The Witherspoons are here. Pitch is high. One ball, one strike. One out here in the seventh inning. Raiders on top, seven to two. The 1-1 to Elwood is fouled to the screen. One ball, two strikes to the 49ers left fielder. Now a new player coming up next in Keichel. Then the on-deck circle. And the pitch is swung on, ground ball, foul outside the bag at first. Fielded there by Williams, returns it to the pitcher. One ball, two strikes. One out, base is empty here in the seventh. Aaron Brown, full windup. The pitch swinging a foul straight back. Caroms right back to Hagenau. We'll swap baseballs with the umpire, and Aaron Brown has a new baseball. Brown, the right-hander, winds and fires outside, ball two. Two and two. 
And the pitch is outside, ball three. So now a full count to Elwood. With one out here in the seventh inning. Right-hander delivers a swing and a base hit to left field. Went the other way. Took it between the third baseman and shortstop. And that will snap a string of eight straight retired by Brown. That hit is hit number four off the right-hander. And with one out, the batter will be... number nine, Craig Keiko. Craig Keichel. I think he may have gone in to play play uh, in the outfield for Charlotte after they pinch hit for Cunningham. So Keichel will bat here with one out and a runner at first base. He's a right-handed hitter. Takes a strike on the inside corner. He is a cousin to Dallas Keichel. Pitcher for the White Sox, formerly with the Braves and Astros. So he's from a baseball family. One strike to count. Brader infield, double play depth. Brown pitching out of the stretch. They send the runner, and the ball is hit in the air to left center. That is going to be playable for Vinson, who will make the catch for out number two. And Elwood, who is off with the pitch, has to retreat hurriedly to first base. That is out number two. Leadoff man is Carson Johnson. Has struck out, grounded out, and struck out again. Carson Johnson. Brown with five strikeouts today. And a couple of them belong to this batter, Johnson. Takes his time getting into the box. There you left-handed batter. Elwood leads at first. Pitches high ball one. Winner of this game will play at 12.30 tomorrow against Old Dominion. Old Dominion won the first game over FAU 11-2. There is a ball outside. Close. Two balls, no strikes. Charlotte with a right-hander now throwing in their bullpen. Brown comes set. And ball three is high. Three and oh. Two outs here in the seventh. Three balls, no strikes to Johnson. The pitch. Strike at the letters. Three and one. Brown named to the Conference USA second all-conference team. David Zaz, the reliever, was named to the first team as a relief pitcher. 
Runner goes, foul of the screen. And the count now goes to three and two on Johnson. Brown struck him out on a 3-2 pitch in the fifth inning. Adam Link was named to the all-academic team. Adam finished with a perfect 4.0 in business administration. Can't get any better than that. That's the same as a no-hitter or a perfect game. Runner goes on a 3-2 pitch. Just called a strike. Johnson thought it was low and inside. The plate umpire thought otherwise. And he goes down for the third time in the game. And that is all in the seventh. No runs, one hit, one left. We have completed seven full innings. Middle Tennessee, seven. Charlotte, two on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield IMG College. Hit a grand slam with Bunny Bread. Proud supporter of the Blue Raiders. With its soft, fresh taste you know and love, Bunny Bread and Bunny Buns are fan favorites for all ages. Bunny is the perfect triple play with the taste you want, the nutrition you need, and energy to go. So step up to the play with Bunny Bread and Bunny Buns today and share the Blue Raiders on to victory. That's what I said. Grannison Associates PC is a certified public accountant firm located in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Need assistance with your income tax preparation, planning, or bookkeeping services? Don't we all? We've got you and your business goals and objectives in mind. You and all your tax planning needs are in expert hands. We genuinely care about making life easier for our clients so you can spend more time doing what you love while we handle the rest. Call us at 615-895-1040 to start the conversation or visit Grannison Associates PC, CPAs at gcpas.com. High School Prep Sports, streaming now at WGNSRadio.com or on our iPhone and Android apps. We go to the top of the eighth inning. Raiders leading 7-2. Another pitcher is parading to the mound for Charlotte. He is a right-hander. Hale Sims making his 12th appearance, 1-0 with an 8.64 earned run average, 16 and two-thirds innings. He's allowed 21 hits, 16 runs, walked seven, struck out 22. And opponents hitting 313 against this right-hander, Sims. We'll face the top of the Raider batting order. Fausto Lopez has two doubles and a walk. And it's flied out. He has scored two runs. And will lead it off here against the fourth Charlotte pitcher. Sims pitches inside for ball one to Lopez. Ball two is low and outside. Raiders got a run in the first on a solo home run by Coker. Two in the second, one in the fifth, and three in the sixth for their lead. And Lopez takes ball three low for a 3-0 count. Need to give you a station break when we return or when we find out what happens to Lopez, and that's a strike call, three and one. 
Hale Sims. He's a big fellow. Big right-hander. The pitch is low, ball four. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification as you listen to Middle Tennessee Baseball. The flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. Conference USA champs. Raiders win the championship. News Radio WGNS Murfreesboro. Dick Palmer with you from Ruston, Louisiana, the Conference USA postseason tournament. The Raiders leading here in the eighth inning, 7-2 over the number one seed, Charlotte 49ers. The Raiders coming in as the number eight seed in the tournament. Here's Hunter Sullivan, had a big two-run single in the sixth inning. Throw to first, Lopez back. They know he likes to run. They can read the stat sheet just like I can. 21 stolen bases in 31 attempts for Lopez. Sullivan, one out of four. But that one was a big two-run single. Sims comes set. Long wait. Everybody's still waiting for the pitch, and now Sullivan gets tired of waiting, asks for timeout, and steps out of the box. Sims comes set again. Another long wait. There goes Lopez, swing and a miss. Throw to second base is high, and Lopez steals it. Stolen base number 22 for the Blue Raiders shortstop. One ball, no strikes to... I'm sorry, that was a strike. No balls, one strike to Sullivan. Lopez now in scoring position at second base. Right-hander comes set. Checks Lopez. And the pitch. Slammed at the first baseman. Groover makes a nice backhand pickup for the out, and Lopez advances to third. Sullivan hit the tar out of that ball, but it was right at Groover, and he made a nice play. He had made an error earlier, made up for it there. Out number one. But that play allows Lopez to advance to third where he is in scoring position with one out for Brett Coker. Two for four with a solo home run in the first inning and a base hit in the sixth. He has also struck out and grounded out. Infield draws in for the 49ers. He's around the butt and pushes it foul behind the plate. Raiders trying to squeeze that run in. One strike to count to Coker. Raiders like to use the safety squeeze, and it's been successful on more than one occasion this season. One strike to count to Coker. Infield in for the 49ers. Sims will pitch out of the stretch, swinging away, but he takes the pitch high for ball one. One and one. Coker's getting the sign from the dugout. He's a right-handed batter. He can see right into that first-base dugout. Here's the pitch. Off speed, and it's high for ball two. Two and one. 
Raiders leading in the top of the eighth inning. Seven to two. One out and a runner at third. Need to get that run home. Sims comes set. The 2-1 pitch. Swing and a miss. Now with a 2-2 count. Need to put it in play somewhere. Give Lopez a chance to score. Two and two, the pitch. High, inside, ball three. Four umpires in the game. They'll have uh, that number for the entire tournament. Here's the pitch. High, ball four, and he walked it. So now first and third with one out. Second walk in the inning for Sims. And the Charlotte infield will back up now and play double play depth. With the middle infielders, the third baseman will play. Sh- the designated number 24, D.J. Wright. Will play uh, not normal for him. And the first baseman, of course, will be holding the runner. Coker can still a base. He is 16 of 21 for the season. The batter is D.J. Wright. One for three and has taken one for the team on the back of the shoulder. He shows about the runner goes. The pitch is high and inside to throw back to third and Lopez back in there. So down to second goes Coker and that will take away the double play. And it's a ball one count to D.J. Wright. Another conference on the mound now between the catcher and pitcher, halfway between the mound and home plate. Second and third. Five. That may be their allotted number. Infield back in now with runners at second and third. The pitch taken outside, ball two. Two balls, no strikes to D.J. Wright. Two runners in scoring position. Let's get them in. Seven to two, the Raiders leading. We are in the eighth. One out. The pitch around the bunt and bunted it. Foul back behind the plate. Catcher didn't know where it was. He may or may not have had a chance to get it had he realized it was straight behind him. So the count will go to two and one on D.J. Wright. Raiders trying every trick in the book to get that run in from third base. A nice fly ball to the outfield would do the trick. Here's the 2-1. Fouled out of play to the right side. Count goes to 2-2. Two and two. On deck hitter is Cole Escher, who's had a pretty good day at the plate himself. 
let's see what Wright can do against this drawn-in infield. With Lopez at third, Coker at second, and strike three called. Wright called out on strikes for the second out. So here's Cole Escher, two singles, a walk, and he has popped to short. Enfield backs up now. They'll play normal with two outs. The runners at second and third. Sims with the pitch. High, ball one. JT Mabry on deck to hit next. San Antonio and Louisiana Tech at 6. Western Kentucky and Southern Miss at 9.30. The pitch. Swing and a foul out of play. Looks like it's going to be a late night for the Hilltoppers and Southern Miss. (laughs) One ball, one strike. Sims comes set. And the pitch. Swing and a miss. Worked him inside. Escher didn't get it. One ball, two strikes now to Cole Escher. Two runners in scoring position. Need these runs. Hate to leave them stranded. Here's the pitch to Escher. Inside almost hit him. Little chin music from Sims, two and two. Lopez led off with a walk. Coker also walked. They each had a stolen base. The pitch. Swing and ground ball to third. Knight up with it, over to first in time, and that will end the. Raiders eighth inning. So two runners stranded in scoring position. No runs, no hits. Two left. We'll go to the bottom of the eighth inning. Middle Tennessee seven and Charlotte two on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield IMG College. The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post. Double Tree by Hilton Murfreesboro's heated indoor-outdoor pool makes them the perfect stop to take a splash for your next staycation. Or give them a call and let them help you navigate how to plan your next event. Enjoy flexible event venues that include a pillar-free ballroom and two boardrooms. They've got award-winning customer service for you, plus catering and AV equipment rental. There's really nothing that you need that they can't supply. Plus, don't we all love their famous warm Double Tree cookie welcome? Here's Spring Fling coverage, streaming now at WGNSRadio.com. Be 
we go to the bottom of the eighth inning. Raiders leading 7-2, and Aaron Brown's day is over. He has completed seven innings, allowed two runs, both earned on four hits, has walked two and struck out six. And the Raiders will hand the ball to the Wizard. David Zaz will come on to try and get the last six out in this six outs in this game. Zaz making his 23rd appearance, six and two with a 1.63 earned run average. 38 and two thirds innings. He's allowed 27 hits, 12 runs, seven earned, five walks. 38 strikeouts. He's allowed two home runs and opponents hitting 201 off David Zaz, who was aimed to the Conference USA first team all conference as relief pitcher. And that is his specialty. 6'3-180, a senior from Dunlap, Illinois. So Zaz taking his warm up tosses with Jake Hagan out. He will face Berman, Knight, and McCabe, the two, three, four hitters for Charlotte. Winner of this game advances to play Old Dominion at 12.30 tomorrow. The loser will play Florida Atlantic at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. Here's Furman, who has walked, grounded out, and popped out to the pitcher trying to bunt. A left-handed hitter. David Zaz on to try and close it out here for the Raiders. And the pitch to Furman is right in there for a call strike. Nothing in one. Berman, another one of those 300 hitters for the 49ers. 311 coming in, looking for his first hit today. And the pitch from Zaz misses outside. One ball, one strike. This is the Raiders' first postseason tournament appearance since 2015. And they were an excited bunch of guys after that win at FAU at home. Clinched the spot for them. Pitch to the plate. Swing and a miss. Struck two. One and two to Furman. Temperature mid-80s. Some scattered clouds after... Some heavy rain last night and early this morning postponed or caused a two-hour delay in the tournament. The pitch. Off-speed, missed inside. And the count will go to 2-2 and on Furman. With the Conference USA Player of the Year waiting to hit next. Two balls, two strikes. Left-hander comes set, and the pitch is swung on, hit down the left field line, curving, go foul. It does by about six feet. Count holes at two and two. 
not much foul ground as the bullpen fence kind of juts out toward the foul line down the left field line as it does in the right field corner. That ball was fouled by five or six feet. Two balls, two strikes. Zaz pitches out of the stretch. Just missed outside, ball three. So the count goes full to Furman. He has seen a lot of pitches today. He went 3-2 against Brown in the first inning before Brown walked him. And now it's a 3-2 count. And a swing and a ground ball to the right side. Big hop for Mabry over to first in time for the out. And that is number one in the eighth inning. And the batter will be Austin Knight. His two-run home run in the third, accounting for all of the Charlotte runs in this game. Knight, one out of three. 28 doubles for the season. Can you imagine that? To go along with nine home runs, that home run was his tenth on a 3.55 average. Zaz with the pitch, off-speed strike, nothing in one. As you might imagine, the outfield playing deep for this right-handed batter. No balls, one strike. And the pitch to the plate, low and outside. One and one. McCabe waiting to hit next. One out here in the eighth inning. Raiders leading seven to two. And the one-one pitch. Low for ball two. Two and one. We've got a great location here in the visitor's radio booth. You're going to work in this one. Randy Lee Western will be here for the 930 game. He's going to miss out on some of his beauty sleep tonight. Two balls, one strike. Zaz comes set. And the pitch is hit to the right the left side to Lopez. Throw across is picked by Williams at first for the out. He saves Lopez an error and gets the second out of the inning. Jacob Williams with a great pick at first base of a low throw from Fausto Lopez for out number two. And with two outs, the batter is McCabe. Their designated hitter is 0 for 3. A switch hitter, he'll turn around and bat right-handed against David Zaz. He has struck out, fouled out, and plied to left. All against Aaron Brown. A 352 hitter on the season with 12 home runs. The pitch. Missed outside, ball one.
In addition to scoring seven runs, the Raiders have left ten men on base in this game. The pitch. Off speed, just missed, ball two. Two and oh, the count to McCabe. Outfield staying where they were when uh, Knight was batting. They are deep and straight away. It's a fairly small ballpark, 380 to straightaway center, 315 to left, 325 to right. Foul of the screen, two and one. Each team with a home run today. Raiders got a solo shot in the first inning from Brent Coker. Charlotte, a two-run homer from Knight in the third. Two balls and a strike. Zaz with a 2-1 pitch. Fly ball foul off to the right. Count will go to two and two. Charlotte with a right-hander throwing down in their bullpen. Two balls, two strikes. Two outs in the eighth inning. And the pitch. Ground ball to third. Coker's got it. Big hop over to first. Plenty of time for out number three. So Zaz kind of spreads the ground balls around in the eighth. Gets a ground ball to second, a ground ball to short, and a ground ball to third. Three up, three down in the eighth. We'll go to the ninth. Raiders leading 7-2 on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield IMG College. Hey, Blue Raiders. Thinking about buying a second home along the coast? I've got you covered. From Gulf Shores to Apalachicola, or maybe a condo cabin in the Smokies, I've got that covered too. Buying, selling, or auction here in Middle Tennessee, not a problem either. Call on me, Richard Lewis, for all of your real estate dreams. Oh, by the way, I'm never too busy for any of your referrals. Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, 615-896-5656. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthCare.com. Here's Spring Fling coverage, streaming now at WGNSRadio.com. Damn great. Another new pitcher on for Charlotte. This will be their fifth pitcher of the afternoon. Sam Grace. Don't no, maybe it's their sixth pitcher. They had uh, Starnes came in. No, I'm right. Sims pitched the last inning. So Grace on to pitch the ninth. He's a right-hander. 0-1 
6.35 earned run average, making his eighth appearance, five and two-thirds innings. Three hits, four runs all earned. Eight walks, seven strikeouts. So a right-hander who barely in the past has had a little trouble finding home plate. He'll pitch to Mabry, Jacob Williams, and Hagenau here in the Raider ninth inning. Sam Grace. They have thrown two left-handers and three right-handers. Good look at all of their bullpen pitchers today. Here's Mabry. He has singled, grounded out three times, one for four. That's from the right side. The pitch to the plate is a fastball low for ball one. One ball, no strikes. Playing in bright sunshine. Temperature in the mid-80s here in Ruston. Supposed to be good all day tomorrow, but maybe a little rain coming in Friday and Saturday. Pitch backs him away for ball two, two and oh. Grace, a big right-hander. And the pitch. Swung on, hit in the air to center field. Drifting back is their center fielder in fairly deep right center. Makes the catch for out number one. One down in the ninth. Better is Jacob Williams. Number 19, Jacob Williams. Jacob has put some good swings on the ball today, but he has nothing to show for it. 0 for 4, two fly balls, two ground outs. Everything has been hit very sharply, but right at somebody. The pitch to the plate, swung on and hit high in the air. It's going to be a foul ball. Third baseman coming over Knight. He's under it, makes the catch. Four out number two. Williams, after the first pitch, fouls out to Knight. Over close to the third base coach's box. Two outs, and the batter is Hagan out. Raider catcher, one out of three with a walk. He scored a run. Grace pitching from the stretch. And lets it fly. It's a call strike at the knees. Nothing in one. In the bottom of the ninth, Charlotte will have Groover, Drogham, and McKeithen. They're five, six, seven hitters. High and inside to Hagenau. Ball one, one and one. And they have another right-hander loosening up in the bullpen. Here's the 1-1 pitch taken for ball two. Charlotte, after they completed their conference schedule, uh, 
played a three-game series with UNC Wilmington and took two out of three in that series prior to coming here. Swing and a miss. The Raiders had a three-game series scheduled with Wright State, but Wright State decided they didn't want to play any more baseball this year, and they canceled out. Two and two to Hagenau. Two outs, bases empty, top of the ninth, the pitch. Base hit, just inside the line, rolling down into foul ground. Hagenau's on his way to second. He will pull in there with a stand-up double. Charlotte not playing the first baseman close to the line as a lot of teams do with a lead. Found the hole between the bag and the first baseman. And it rolled into foul ground down in the corner. So that is the Raiders' first hit since the sixth inning. Here's Luke Vincent. Luke is 0 for 3 with a walk. He has scored a run. Two outs and a runner at second. Grace checks the runner and delivers, and it's taken for a strike, nothing and one. Raiders failed to get runners in in the eighth when they had second and third with one out. They've got a runner in scoring position here. And the pitch to Benson, taken for a strike, nothing and two. Luke, a local youngster out of Oakland High School, played for Coach Mac Hawks there. Seen a lot of playing time lately. The 0-2 pitch on the way, and it's way high and outside for ball one, one and two. Raiders took the lead early and have not given it up. It's 7-2 here in the ninth. Swing and a miss, struck him out. So that is all in the ninth for the Raiders. No runs, one hit. They leave a runner. We will take you into the bottom of the ninth inning. Raiders 7, UNC Charlotte 2 on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield IMG College. What do you think of when you hear community, integrity, commitment, tradition, and partners? The folks at Sodexo know it's family, friends, neighbors, and coworkers. The people we live with, work with, share our world with, and the fans we love to serve. Sodexo is community. It's a community of more than 200 employees and nonprofit volunteers and the thousands of fans we serve at MTSU. Sodexo is a community of people who are committed to enhancing your game day experience. Sodexo, proud server of your game day concession needs and proud to serve the Blue Raiders. What's with Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew is like a zipline of incredible flavor directly into your brain. Mountain Dew is like getting punched in the mouth with pure neon refreshment that creates a neural explosion sending flavor shards of electric brain pulses into your very core of being. Okay, maybe that's a little over the top, but you get the idea. 
The fact is, the mind-bending challenge of describing the taste of Mountain Dew is way harder than just experiencing it. That, of course, is easy. Just grab an ice-cold Dew, crack it open, and toss them back. Mountain Dew. Do the Dew. News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. The bottom of the ninth inning. The Raiders have a new left fielder. That's Dillingham. I believe that's Nathan Sanders in center. And Benson, I believe, has moved to right. For Charlotte, this will be Groover. Drugham and McKeithen against David Zaz, who retired the side in order on three ground balls in the eighth inning. Groover 0-4-2 with a walk. Zaz with the pitch just outside, ball one. Seven to two Raiders. Zaz needs to get three outs. And the pitch and at the knees for a call strike. Groover, a big right-handed batter. He is a freshman. 353. One of three 49ers hitting over 350 for the season. One ball, one strike. And the pitch. And for a strike, nothing in two. Took a little bit off there. And it's a ball and two strikes. Groover didn't think so. Steps out of the box. Taking his time getting back in. Raiders leading 7-2, to two and we're in the bottom of the ninth inning. Charlotte, the home team, by virtue of being the number one seed in the tournament. For the higher seed in this game. Strike three call, and caught him looking. And Groover will return to the dugout. Strikeout number one for David Zaz, and the batter will be Druggum, the shortstop. He is one for three, single in the... (laughs) That's, That's four times he's batted, and that is the fourth pronunciation of his name that I've heard from the PA. So I don't know what to call him anymore. One out. The pitch. That's a bit high. Ball one to Drugum. Drugum or Dragum. McKeithen waiting to hit next. Zaz pitches out of the stretch. And a line drive. Cut by Lopez. Hit it right on the nose, and Lopez got about as far off the ground as he can get at 5'8 to make the catch. 
Two up, two down in the ninth. Here's McKeithen. He has flied out twice and struck out. Zaz trying to get the final out. Out number 27. Sometimes that's the hardest one to get. The pitch. Off speed, just a bit high, ball one. Straight away and deep in the outfield for this right-handed hitter. One ball, no strikes. And the pitch just missed inside, ball two. He's been very close to the strike zone on both of those pitches. Didn't get the call. Two balls, no strikes. And with two outs and the base is empty, the pitch is right in there for a call strike. Two and one. Winner of this game plays Old Dominion. Tomorrow at 1230. 2-1 pitch. Fly ball, left center field. That one's well hit. Long run for Sanders on the track. He makes the catch, and the Raiders win. 7-2 the final, so Charlotte will get the early wake-up call in the morning for a 9 o'clock game, and the Raiders will play Old Dominion, another one of the top seeds in the tournament, at 12.30 tomorrow. 7-2 the final. We'll be back to wrap it up for you. Take a look at all the numbers right after this on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield IMG College. Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the Blue Raiders, and we're proud to power the scoreboard lights at Floyd Stadium. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member services. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit MTEMC.com to learn more. And about that scoreboard? Well, light it up, Blue Raiders. The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want you to know me as your realtor. Whether you're buying or selling, it's time to choose Chip. Do you have a growing family? Are you thinking about downsizing? Are you relocating to Middle Tennessee? Well, it's time to choose Chip. Go to my website, choosechip.net. There you'll find a dynamic home search engine plus a ton of other features that'll help you during your search. If you're looking for a realtor that's professional and has your best interest at heart, it's time to choose Chip. 
Hey, Blue Raider fans. This is Dr. Mark Hardison with Middle Tennessee Oral and Implant Surgery. We are so proud to be able to serve the Blue Raider teams and their families when they need wisdom teeth removed, dental implants, or other specialty oral care. Our mission is to provide health care as it should be, providing compassion, availability, and excellence to every one of our patients. We deeply appreciate the support of your business as we join in supporting our team. Let's go Blue! What do you think of when you hear community, integrity, commitment, tradition, and partners? The folks at Sodexo know it's family, friends, neighbors, and coworkers. The people we live with, work with, share our world with, and the fans we love to serve. Sodexo is community. It's a community of more than 200 employees and nonprofit volunteers and the thousands of fans we serve at MTSU. Sodexo is a community of people who are committed to enhancing your game day experience. Sodexo, proud server of your game day concession needs and proud to serve the Blue Raiders. Our employees at Purity Dairy are proud to be true blue supporters of Middle Tennessee athletics and their student-athletes. At Purity Dairy, we aim to be the most trusted source of wholesome, delicious dairy products for every occasion. We never forget how fortunate we are to be invited into your home, and we earn our place by holding ourselves to the highest standards. With over 100 products available in Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky, visit your local retailer for Purity Milk, ice cream, and more. On the Blue Raider Network, from Learfield IMG College, this has been Blue Raider Baseball, brought to you by Ascension St. Thomas, official hospital partner of MTSU, and by Lewis Bakeries, bakers of bunny, sunbeam, and healthy life breads. Welcome to the Blue Raider Postgame Show. Raiders take the opening game of the Conference USA Tournament, their first tournament since the 2015 season. So welcome back. 7-2 the final over the number one seed Charlotte 49ers. We've not got the final numbers yet. We will give those to you as soon as we get them. And we'll also uh, try to get some words from Coach Toman down on the field. Thank you. Got the numbers right now. Uh, Seven runs, 11 hits, and one error for the Raiders. They strand 11 Two runs, four hits, two errors for Charlotte. They leave five men on base. The winning pitcher is Aaron Brown, and the loss will go to the starter, Geesting, for Charlotte. So the Raiders pick up their 24th win of the season, and Charlotte is denied win number 40. They came into this game with 39 wins, the Raiders with 23. So the Raiders now 24, 27, and 1. Charlotte now 39 and 18 for the season. Brady McBride is down on the field and will try to get down to Brady and get some words from Coach Toman, who has uh, got his team down there in a school circle right now. They'll be headed back to the motel in a good mood very shortly. Brett Coker got the Raiders off and running today with a solo home run in the first inning. Raiders added two more in the second off the starter, uh, Geesting. And Charlotte came back with a two-run homer from the conference player of the year, Knight in the third to make it a 3-2 to two game. 
but the Raiders were able to add on, picked up a run in the fifth to make it four to two, and then the big inning was the sixth inning, three runs scored to make it seven to two, and that was the final score. Seven, eleven, and one for Middle Tennessee, two, four, and two for Charlotte. Fausto Lopez led the Raiders offensively with two doubles, two runs batted in, two runs scored. Brett Coker had, uh, in addition to the home run, had another hit, two for four, and Cole Escher had two hits in this ball game. as did Jake Hagenow. The Raiders with 11 hits on the afternoon. Now, they will play Old Dominion, an 11-2 winner over FAU, that game will be at 12.30 tomorrow, and we'll be on the air with our pregame show at 12.15 tomorrow afternoon. Coming up now in uh, just a few minutes, San Antonio, the number seven seed, will play number two seed, Louisiana Tech, and Western Kentucky, the number six seed, will go up against Southern Miss, the number three seed, in the two games in the lower bracket on the first day of this tournament. So the Raiders a winner by a score of 7-2. to two. And we're waiting for Coach Toman down on the field. This was the Raiders' first postseason tournament since the 2015 season. And I think we dropped the first game of that tournament and then won two straight down at Hattiesburg, Mississippi, before bowing out late in the tournament. So it's Middle Tennessee and Old Dominion. Old Dominion is the number four seed in this tournament and a team that a lot of people think is the best team in the, in the tournament field. I think uh, we're about ready to go down on the field. So I am going to send it down to Brady McBride. Coach Toman's postgame interview presented by Old South Properties, Tennessee's favorite home builder and the official home builder of Blue Raider Athletics. Okay, we're not going to be able to go down there. He's He's got a... TV interview to do, so he is uh, he is going to be tied up there. But the Raiders win today by a score of seven to two. We'd like to thank all of you for joining us as uh, Middle Tennessee stays in the winners bracket in this tournament with a seven to two win over the number one seed Charlotte 49ers. David Zaz closed it out with six straight outs, retiring the side in order in the eighth and ninth after. Aaron Brown pitched seven innings of two-run baseball, struck out six, and allowed only a two-run home run to the player of the year, Austin Knight, to damage that record. So Aaron Brown gets the win. He's 7-5. and five. Their starter, Gisting, takes the loss. He is 3-3. Three and three. It's going to wrap it up uh, for us. I'd like to thank everybody at Louisiana Tech, Malcolm Butler there, fine PR guy and soon-to-be play-by-play announcer for all of his help today in getting us going. And the Raiders win by a score of 7-2. We'll see you tomorrow with our pregame show at 12-15.
here on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield IMG College. Dick Palmer, good afternoon. This has been Blue Raider Baseball, brought to you by Lewis Bakeries, bakers of bunny, sunbeam, and healthy life breads, and by Ascension St. Thomas, official hospital partner of MTSU. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Blue Raider Network.